things you own end up owning you. What's going on, Cutie Pies? Welcome back to the show. My guest today is Matt Blackburn. Matt is the founder and host of My Life Radio, a podcast which I often listen to. Uh, Matt has a great variety of awesome guests on there, so I highly recommend it. Um, on this podcast, we talk a lot about his move to his new home and how he deals with everything from installing new lights to EMF and uh, what you can do about it in your own home. I love chatting with Matt because besides knowing a lot of health stuff, he's also had a lot of experience in the field instead of just sitting back and reading studies and stuff. Uh, we chat about everything from his thoughts and why he's not into supplementing vitamin D to air filters to cigars and tequila. Uh, I learned a bunch of stuff on this one and uh, had a good time and hope you enjoy the chat. Three or four months, and all right. I got my first Don't give like, it all. Change. Don't yeah. give it all out. Then, well, listen, listen. Welcome back to the podcast, brother. Um, thanks for coming on again. It's good to see you. <laughs> it's been a you while. You too, Leo. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> it's been a while, and uh, yeah, man, you were just about to tell us, and I was going to ask you. That was going to be my first thing I wanted to ask you about. I mean, you know, it's been a while, and uh, what have you been up to, dude? Looks like you're in a new spot. You got a whole new setup. New towels over there. Got everything going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, still in North Idaho and uh, moved up here uh, to the Homestead version 2.0 with uh, with my fiance. And we've been having fun with uh, a small herd of goats. We have two does and a buck. Uh, we have four hens and a rooster, uh, two cats and two beehives. You got everything, and brother. No dogs? No dogs? Not yet? I'm not a dog guy. Not yet. I, I, I like them. Um, I think maybe maybe kids first, you know, just because uh, they're a lot of responsibility. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's like a little mini kid, right? All right, ladies. So uh, you've heard it here first. He's uh, engaged now, so you can stop listening. I'll see you guys at the next podcast. <laughs> well, congrats on that, brother. Congrats. Appreciate and, it. Uh, yeah. So you, are you up there in uh, Owen Benjamin uh, country up there? Are you closer? Are you farther? Yeah, I think he's only about an hour away. He's really close to me. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people of like mind moved up here. Like you're pro gun, um, just kind of grounded people. I mean, they're not crazy pro gun, but like pro gun and then homesteading, Yeah. you know, just like sustainable way of life, safe way of life. Um, some people say this is like the last free place in the country. I think people are flooding to like Idaho and Montana. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have, I have a bunch of new friends. I mean, dude, as far as he, I'm like one homeless guy taking a shit on my street away from <laughs> bailing out of here. I mean, I'm that close too. Um, but why, why do you think, why specifically Montana and Idaho? I mean, besides them being gorgeous and the air being unbelievably fresh and the mountains and I mean all that great stuff but I mean why why those two spots because there's also like I don't know Wyoming I guess there's Colorado I mean you don't want to go to Denver but like you know what I'm saying <laughs> those areas up there why specifically those two states you think yeah I think uh, you hit the air thing uh, clean air which is kind of like a commodity at this point <laughs> um, abundant water um, relatively clean usually when you buy property up here um comes with a well generally um or there's a nearby spring so 
you have air, you have water. Mm-hmm. Um, not much fruit up here besides berries. Like we're about to enter uh, huckleberry season. We already harvested a little bit. But man, um, I haven't had we have those our... since I was in Russia. Those are the, they, they grow. It's delicious, right? I love those things, man. I like them better than blueberries. Oh yeah. yeah oh, they're way better. Blueberries are such a. It's such a, like a. It became such a, like a fake fucking fruit, right? It's just this like blue thing, and it's like especially those big ones. I mean, they taste so awful to me. I don't know. I can't deal with it because you know where I'm from. I'm from uh, the very east side of Russia. Remember when uh, Sarah Palin was saying. Um, I can see Russia from from here. I mean, you really can though from Alaska, right? Because you know it's like a two, maybe two to three kilometers apart. Mm. And um, so I'm from that little peninsula called Kamchatka there. And there's lots of berries that grow up there, and all kinds of berries that I mean, I don't even remember the names of them, but there's lots of different ones out there, and you know, way more fun and tasty than uh, standard Whole Foods bought blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, I, that's something that I think everyone should have access to. Is like foraging and supposedly even in the desert you can still forage you know like dates and certain things um in the forest here we're fortunate because we have like morel season Mm. um which are really expensive they'll sell a little jar at the health food store Mm -hmm. for like 20 bucks (laughs) it's like super light (laughs) i have to admit i bought them before bro (laughs) 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 probably for more i think i was gonna say like 25 30 bucks (laughs) Yeah, because the window for morels is really small, and we actually had some crop up like uh, maybe like a two minute walk from the house. Um, mm. They like kind of open open areas, um, but yeah, there's a whole thing with foraging up here, and um, I miss the pine pollen. I, I was excited to uh, my my car kept getting covered and stuff, but I just get the tinctures and the powder, and it's easier and. We had yeah. so much going on that I didn't have time to get out there with yeah, a bag. Yeah, but talking about pollen, didn't you start uh, uh, owning some bees? You got a little beehive going or what's going on? Yep. Yeah, and I was all excited about the flow hive, which I think a lot of people are. And then what's I'm that? kind of like a – so people might have seen like Facebook ads for it or Instagram ads. It's a, it's a new style hive where you turn a spigot and then ah. it's pretty much honey on tap. So ah. you might have seen it flow out of the tubes directly into the jar from the hive, but it's kind of gimmicky. I mean, I think it could work mm-hmm. and it's okay if you're in like Australia or Hawaii, but anywhere else, like here, we get pretty heavy snow, especially we're elevation at our homestead here, mm-hmm. like 2000 feet. And it's like a microclimate and mm-hmm. this winter we'll probably get dumped on with snow. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, I think going traditional, makes more sense and so we actually a couple weeks ago transferred them from that advanced hive um Mm -hmm. where the 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 honey frames are basically uh it's it's these really they're like 30 bucks a frame and you crank it and you could loosen or tighten it and what it does is it actually separates the 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 comb and so the honey honey drip out a little bit and then you can and then you're saying you can kind of just put it back in and let it and stop if you don't want too much right is that kind of the deal Oh, yeah, okay. it's like a little tool you twist, and yeah, it's on an angle like three degrees or something, so it just flows down the channels. But oh, man, the traditional way to do it is with a frame extractor, and mm-hmm. they have like a hand crank or an electric. We yeah, just got the well, two. If frames. you can do it anyway, you're fucking golden, right. dude. You're way ahead of us. I mean, that's one thing I miss about right. Like that's the great thing about you know Russia and Ukraine being so like you know kind of still 
still somewhat wild countries. You know what I'm saying? Like, because my grandma, that was like a thing that we did, I, I don't know, every week, every two weeks. She was a big honey uh, person. And um, which you just, you know, you can drive out in the farm, dude. You can find somebody that has just honey on tap. They got giant, massive jars of it just sitting there ready to go. And here it's like this whole thing where like I got to go to the farmer's market and the farmer guy is kind of an asshole. He just kind of, you know, you kind of get that vibe if he just wants to sell it to you. He's saying it's, it's, on, uh, it's unpasteurized and he, they're using all the good lingo, but like they're still cooking it and they're still not telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still filtering it, but they're using the other words that don't describe these, uh, you know, catchy words, catchphrases, things. And then you're just getting a, you know, not, not as a great quality product as you would if you have your own fucking hive going <laughs> that's a really good point yeah and being in the city too like you have to deal with more emfs you know people spraying roundup and pesticides and they're on their lawns and all that affects the bees and so here there's like forest land around us and and just the bees just have miles of unsprayed you know flowers to pick from that's <laughs> so that's awesome. really cool so taking a step back, so like when, you know, you're moved in, you know, moved into a new house, obviously. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. so what are your, you know, what are the things that you go through? Like a checklist, you have like a checklist or certain things that you, okay, this is good. This is good. Um, you know, what do you go through when you're moving into a new place? Um, yeah, as far as health goes and like making the environment more, more conducive to health, um, the dirty electricity was one of the biggest ones. Uh, I, I interviewed uh, Dave Stetzer on my podcast a couple of years ago, and he he's from Wisconsin, and he kind of discovered um, with another guy dirty electricity that form of EMF mm -hmm. by looking at uh, uh, high voltage power lines and cattle, like especially dairy cows, underneath those power lines, and their milk production dropped um, mm -hmm. was lower living under the power lines, and same thing with egg production and chickens. Um, and you think the field wouldn't go that far, you know, it's like, putting a, like, it's <laughs> yeah, like the right. distance, but <laughs> when you look up these power lines, I mean, it's, or towers or whatever, it's like the field extends pretty far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what people don't think about is, you know, they'll think about turning off their Wi-Fi at night and stuff like that. But the wiring in your walls mm -hmm. actually produces dirty electricity. Um, and, uh, you can get a meter. It's like a hundred bucks, uh, and it's also called electromagnetic interference, EMI, um, or high voltage transients. There's all these different words, but it's kind of lumped into this dirty electricity mm -hmm. name. So uh, the difference from the old house is we were on the grid with a generator. Mm -hmm. So we had like a generator backup because we'd lose power for three days in the winter. And then up here, it's fully off grid. So all we have is solar and a propane run generator so a huge thousand gallon propane tank mm -hmm. and a generator oh man um, that's our only backup so <laughs> you're ready but to that, go <laughs> yeah and so you know i thought being fully off grid that i think people have this conception that going you know if you go solar then you'll have no emfs but in a lot of cases it's higher and uh hmm. there's a lot of context involved you know, if you have the panels in your roof, I don't think that's ideal. We have pole mount system, so it's separated mm. from the house, which I really like. Mm. So you don't think the, um, what's his name, uh, Elon's idea of having the fucking <laughs> roof being all solar panels is not, not the best idea there, huh? That's interesting. Well, you could probably mitigate it. I actually, 
after an hour and a half conversation with a really smart uh, tech guy up here, I befriended a lot of uh, superstars up here, like mm -hmm. good plumber, electricians, like handymen. And that's the cool thing about up here is you just find people that are masters of their craft. And yeah. um, there's not, not too many people and they know what the fuck they're doing. Unlike <laughs> here, right? You call a plumber over here, they'll usually break it worse for you instead of fixing <laughs> something. It's just like, uh, that's another thing about living in a city. Yeah, man, I'm this close. <laughs> Yeah, so we ac we actually got Starlink uh, uh, last week, and I was just like, you know what, you know, Elon's a creepy character, you know, Neuralink, mm -hmm. he's pro carbon tax, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like vil Naming some people his son think he's X Y whatever the fuck that name is. <laughs> Come on, he's a weird guy. I mean, you know, like you can have your opinions on it, but you cannot you cannot disagree that he's a weird fucking dude. Okay, he's a weird creepy dude. <laughs> I think he could be artificial intelligence. That's like super conspiracy. But to I think say the least, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> oh man. But but yeah, Starlink's really interesting because um, a lot of people in Idaho and Montana have been getting it. You know, it's made for rural people that their satellite and internet is snail speeds, like I used to have at the old house. Mm -hmm. And so Starlink is unique because the dish will actually tilt on its own to, mm. to track the, the nearest satellite and the satellites are lower. So they're what's called low earth orbit. And so they're I think only 300 feet above the earth or something wow. super low. And I think Elon wants to launch like 42,000 and there's a huge controversy with that, with yeah, know, the five stargazing and all and that stuff and that uh, too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it too, yeah. but I, do you think it's inevitable, man? What do you think? Like, seriously, because I mean, you know, you and I probably won't, won't be there yet. You know, we'll probably live our, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll live to 200, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm thinking like 500 years ahead, you know, like what the fuck's going to be going on here? I don't know. You think it's inevitable? Just everything is going to be interconnected like that via some satellite up in the air? I think so. Yeah. Um, I just saw the movie Total Recall for the first time last week. Oh, was... For the first time? <laughs> Matt. Hold on. The OG, the Schwarzenegger one, or the fucking shitty yep. remake with Colin Farrell? Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. oh dude. It's the first time? Matt, that's a classic. Oh, get out of here, man. So what'd you think? <laughs> it was good, like, predict. You know, I think, you know, Hollywood kind of shows, like, uh, what the future is going to be. And some people say, like when I used to research conspiracy stuff and whistleblowers, they're like, mm -hmm. you know, everything that you've seen in movies already exists. And they're just like showing you what's happened kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about Mars colonies and stuff, but I, I, can, <laughs> I don't Well, they're I thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. You know, with sci-fi, it's like, um, yeah, if there was a conspiracy, here's my conspiracy theory with sci-fi movies. I don't, I've never heard anybody say this. I think the good ones, the ones that you're like, oh my God, this is exactly how it happened. That's why there are so few good science sci-fi movies. I think most of them are just shit and there's nothing really interesting there. And then the good one, there's a few good ones like Total Recall. Like, uh, have you seen that movie called Moon? It's a really good movie. Um, no. Moon, okay. yeah, highly recommend it. Um, it. You know, it's it's sort of a take on, um, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just watch the movie. It's pretty good. Pretty good sci-fi movie. There's a few out there that are good and uh, predictable. But then most of them are yeah. just like – also, another funny thing is like, right, isn't it – why is it always, 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 always that the earth is fucked, everybody's dying, everything is terrible here, right? And we got to get out of this place. 
what is that? Why? <laughs> Name me. I, I challenged somebody. Commented in the comments. I don't know if you're watching this. Tell me one movie where it's like, like, oh, everything is great. And we're still on Earth. And we figure it out, right? Like we bond together. Like there's not yeah, one. It's, al- <laughs> it's almost like programming to get us to want to leave. Yeah, like uh, Elysium. I actually enjoyed that movie. Besides, like the is that uh, Matt Damon? Is that yeah? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's again, right? We're getting the fuck out of here. You're going out of here. And then uh, you know the Chris Chris Nolan one. What's his name? Um, uh, Interstellar. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing. We, we make it in the end. But again, we're not on Earth. We're like in another colony up in space. Like fuck Earth. Fuck this place. Oh my god. I don't know. It kind of yeah, drives new- me nuts, right? Yeah, the new Alien ones. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, I can't remember the the newest Alien movies. Um, alien movies. Yeah, same thing. I they have know. colonies. And yeah, space. I'm very picky with my sci-fi because I don't want to get programmed to do that more. You know that I'm already am. <laughs> and alien stuff. I don't know. So, what do you think about uh, all the UFO stuff that's happening recently? Huh? Are you are you following? I, I haven't. I used to follow that really closely. Um, yeah, now I think I just you know, whether it's with religion or, or paranormal stuff, I'm just like, if it happens to me, then I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. And I've had weird, such weird stuff happen to me my whole life, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of why I'm a weirdo. But, um, now it's just like, I, I feel like it's too many rabbit holes to get lost down. And mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of bias is influencing the information that you're getting. You know, like I used to read like tons of channeled books and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been there, done that too, brother. <laughs> it's almost funny though, right? With the UFO stuff, it's almost like now that like, I mean, there was that thing that Obama released, right? Obama was saying like, yeah, there's an unidentifiable uh, objects out there, right? And it's like, I almost feel like now that it's out there in the open, it's almost like it lost its mystique. <laughs> it's almost like, I feel yeah. like all the UFO guys are like, ah, oh, no, never mind. It's something else. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... I, there was a recent documentary I told a few people about called the cosmic hoax, but it had a really weird, like anti-white message, like halfway through. It was like, Whoa, why is, why is there like this racist thing in the middle of like an ET documentary? Oh God, everything is racist and everybody's racist. That's why Matt, even the aliens are racist. <laughs> oh my God. They just won't stop with that shit. Will they? Yeah. But here's a funny thing with like racist movies and stuff. Um, think about it. Uh, you know, like if you make a movie that's like racist against black people, you're terrible. Mexicans, no touch. Asians, no go zone. Who is the bad guy in every fucking action movie in America? What what race of people from what country? Caucasian, Europe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or Russia, Russia, like 99, Russia. right? That's what I'm saying. Literally every single time. And it's funny that that's the one, like if somebody makes a Russian joke, like, cause, and I've had it, I get it all the time, you know, like commie or like sputnik you know or or whatever and it's like it's totally fine nobody even like winces at it right but if i made the same joke about somebody from a different race it would be like oh my god (laughs) you know people would hold their breath so yeah the the russians were on to some really cool i mean that whole area um i think i think they're pioneered like uh, ozone treatments in russia and um even the research on deuterium and deuterium Deuterium's effect on biology. Yeah, that started was like there. They did, the they did the the first big, I don't know how many gallon gallon tank, but they did that in, in Russia. And um, and you were talking about power lines and I, you know, to this yep. day, again, I I also used to be super into it and I just kind of fell away. I don't remember all the numbers and stuff. But to this day, there's still a limit on how you know strong the signal from um, the power lines can be in cities because of what started in like 
I don't know, 50s, 60s, I think, is when they really started doing that. And it was, you know, miles ahead of their time. So, you know, how about if you're like an average person living in the city, you know, like you can't get out, you got your fucking Netflix job or whatever. And, um, you know, you can't live out in Idaho. Um, what can you do? Well, so you were saying like a hundred dollar meter this you can buy like on Amazon or, or where can you get one of those meters? Uh, I'm actually interviewing the, the, the owner of this website, uh, electrahealth.com. It's kind of like a less EMF. Those are my two favorite sites and their, their products kind of overlap a little bit. Okay. I think Electra Health has better prices on a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, they sell EMF blocking clothing. They sell a ton of meters, mm-hmm. which I love the meters because then you could actually quantify and measure mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, but going back to, to your question, I think uh, measuring it is helpful. Even borrowing a, a meter from your friend, like a, it's called an RF meter, radio frequency meter. Mm-hmm. And the one that I like is three to 400 bucks and it comes with an antenna on top and it's like a green antenna. And that's a pretty accurate uh, meter for one type of EMF, uh, which is one of the worst radio frequency that'd come from like your cell tower and mm-hmm. stuff. So does that cover your Wi-Fi and, and phone stuff or what else? Is, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it does. Yep. Yeah. And I started years ago with like a hundred dollar tri-field meter mm-hmm. and that's just a little needle and that's not as good as a digital readout. It's not as accurate. Um, Those are the ones also, that just sort of, as you get closer to it, they just kind of go up and they go down. But like you said, there's no real hold on it, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. more like a toy. I mean, you mm-hmm. get close to the fridge and you'll see it max <laughs> out or your cell phone, you know, it's like, oh, wow, this fields are real. It's like, okay. But then when you go higher, you're like, okay, I want to actually see the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as far as mitigation strategies, you know, I keep my finger on the pulse of the biohacking community because it's just fascinating. It's kind of a train wreck at times, <laughs> as you see. But they have a lot of stuff out and they, they right. talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do too, brother. You know, I, I make fun of them, but, um, <laughs> I don't take it too seriously either. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think there's some practical good stuff that comes out of it, maybe five or 10% of things. And, um, what I've been kind of focusing on lately, especially with Elon satellites, because my friend Ken on the phone the other day, you know, I'm asking him about getting Starlink and he's pretty much saying it doesn't matter whether you get it or not because other people are going to get it. And even if you don't get it or hmm. you don't or your friend doesn't get it, the satellites will still be up there. So people have this idea that right. oh, if you get Starlink, the dish is going to turn your house into a magnet for the EMFs. No, it's already, they're already beaming down. Yeah. It's not like a laser beam directed at your house. That's not That's how That's kind of what people say, right? That are super <laughs> anti, anti all that stuff. Cause people are very touchy about that. Right. Yeah. I have one friend that's like, no go, you know, you just can't, <laughs> but, um, that's the one thing that they would say, right? It's like, well, you, you, if you tell them I turn off my Wi-Fi router at night to sleep better, they'll say, well, what about all the other Wi-Fi routers around you? So I don't know. How do you, how do you take that? How do you respond to those kind of people? Well, yeah, it's, it's the, the closest assault. So the, the, it's the, really the router in your home, even if you're in a multi-story apartment complex, Yeah, you know, with someone literally on the other wall, um, still the router in your space, cause it's called the uh, inverse, uh, inverse square law where the distance uh, drops off like double mm. each time you double the distance from the source of the EMF. That's why whenever I, do a phone call. I never hold it to my head. 
I mean, not say maybe once a year, twice a year, but it's usually I'll hit speaker and then hold it up. Even yeah. if I'm in a store, I don't care if people hear my conversation because <laughs> um, it's better for your hand to get radiated than your skull, right. your brain. Um, or I just have the pods, you know, n- mm-hmm. not the, uh, sorry, not pods, uh, just regular <laughs> headphones, not those right. God, God forbid <laughs> things. <laughs> how much, how much have you ever measured those? How, have you like the Bluetooth, you know, uh, headphones, any of the brands, how much, you know, EMF are they putting out into your head? You know, I want to, it's funny. Um, the, the guys that set up our inverters and our batteries and our solar panels, they're all super tech, you know, uh, guys mm-hmm. and, a lot of them had the AirPods in, you know, a lot of these solar tech guys tend to just be that way. They don't think EMFs are a real issue. And they're, you know, they're drinking Diet Coke and Red Bulls and <laughs> stuff, course. you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but the next time I have one over here, I don't think they'll mind. I'll take my meter to them and uh, maybe I'll give them a call and mm-hmm. then show, you know, it, it's my understanding with those AirPods, how they work is it's shooting the signal across your brain right like straight through like that's, they're communicating that's what, I, with that's each what other. i've heard and read too yeah it's like literally you're you know if there if your head was if it was somehow possible to shoot it was shooting out right but it's not it's literally going like that right that's what i've heard i don't know i don't know but that's also what i've heard too and read it makes sense because they have to connect with each other because right. they stand because as soon as you take one out too it notices it so <laughs> i don't know man those things i mean i see people daily right and and you know in the gyms and everywhere just Got him in there radiating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, brain tumors and you know everyone's already sick. It's just whenever I go out, you know everyone's you know uh, spouse is dealing with the disease and everyone's dealing. With- it's just crazy how everyone's sick. And I think all these little seemingly small things add up. Like I think EMFs are a big deal. Like I think bigger than GMOs, bigger than pesticides. Wow. Maybe bigger than heavy metals because uh, it's just a constant exposure. It's just yeah, and it's, anywhere you go, right, city or not, like you said, even you're out there, out there, you still got to have your Starlink or because you got to be connected. I mean, it, we get it, but like, yeah, but it's also such an easy fixable thing, right? Like the just don't use AirPods, use regular headphones with a cable thing, you know. And it's like, okay, good. I mean, try not to keep your phone by your balls as you're doing it too, but. <laughs> Yeah, and, and diff- different things uh-huh. like coffee, I think, is an EMF protector. I mean, mm. I don't know. Ray says coffee contains magnesium. I don't know if it's a sufficient enough amount to make any difference whatsoever, but mm-hmm. it does have that iron inhibition effect. And, you know, whenever people talk about EMFs, they're all about, you know, the V and, you know, mm-hmm. that turns you into an antenna, but it's more so the iron overload. And um, so, you know, beef liver is an EMF protection or, or just organ meats. Uh, whole food vitamin C is an EMF protector because the tyrosinase enzyme that helps you regulate your iron. So it makes you really making yourself less of an antenna to it is the best protection. And then I take it a step further and wear EMF blocking silver embedded clothing. Wow. Is that, is that one of those shirts? Yeah. Wow. Very cool. (laughs) Inside of it's actually silver. Yeah. Oh, so hold on. Like just regular silver protects against EMF is what you're saying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the old tinfoil hat thing, um, you know, for people to protect from mind control, Mm -hmm. that's it's not just a joke. It's a real thing. I mean, supposedly there's patents of how they Hmm. but that's aluminum, though. Right. So why why do they use a Is it just any metal or I don't know. Aluminum works 
a little bit. Um, aluminum works pretty well and it's, you know, very, it's the cheapest way to do it. Silver works better for my research and mm. how it works is it doesn't block it. It, it absorbs it and then sends it across the surface. So for example, if you wear a baseball cap that, that I have like 10 now that have silver on the inside of the cap, so you don't look crazy. Interesting. And when the EMF hits your head and goes through the cap and hits the silver, Instead of going through your head, it goes around it, around the cap. And Very so that's cool. how it shields. Hmm. So it kind of disperses it throughout the material. Yeah, because I noticed a long time ago, and this is, you know, like a N equals one thing. But, you know, when I would wear any of the super synthetic, you know, I've been in the whatever fitness and training world for a long time. And um, whenever I would wear one of those like super crazy spandex i don't even know you know because they have all sorts of materials that they make things out of you know for working out for to dry fast to you know keep your joints tighter and warmer whenever i wear those things i always just feel off i always feel crappy and um you know our uh one of the guys that i have heard talk about it though he talks about a lot of other bullshit too <laughs> but uh paul check said the same thing and i was like oh me too you know kind of clicked i was like yeah it's exact because i don't know why all I don't know. I can't explain it, you know, but I just kind of feel uncomfortable in these like spandexy weird materials. And a lot of the athletes love that because, well, because they're told that, you know, having your joint in this like, you know, elbow pad that's is going to be good for your basketball or whatever the fuck sport they're playing. But I noticed that I'm like, I just, I just want to re wear regular cotton clothes or just something really, really basic. I mean, cotton is the best, just like simple, thick, you know, old school. And even a lot of the cottons are now like, you know, like 90% cotton and 10% bullshit, right? <laughs> Spandex or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of my first jobs was Sports Chalet. Yeah. Under Armour was a really popular brand, all that compression exactly. stuff. And <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people use that as a biohack, like on an airplane, supposedly to help keep your circulation going to like wear compression yeah. pants. But I don't think yeah. it's really necessary. <laughs> to me, it's like, again, like why don't you set up your life in a way that you don't have these problems? Like you can't just sit on a plane for, I mean, sitting on a plane, of course you feel like shit afterwards. You know, if you're a, if you're a person that pays attention to themselves, come on, you feel like shit after like a 10 hour flight. But to me, it's like, you know, just have your life in order that you don't have to have a sleeve on your fucking ankle, right, to have your blood coming up. Because I've met those people. I guess if you're really <laughs> old, right, that'd be okay. Like if, you, if you're wearing one of those things. Right. <sighs> yeah. No, I agree, though. Natural, natural clothing. I like wool. Um, mm. Cotton's really good. Um, I actually, one of my shirts I wear all winter is uh, a French material called Imana, E-M-A-N-A, -A, and it's encoded with uh, bio, uh, like ceramics, basically, like nano ceramics. Hmm. And what it does is it, there's clinical studies to show that it reflects infrared light back into your body, like 93% of the infrared light you're emitting, it puts back in. So it basically keeps you warm Interesting. using your own heat. And it also improves like, it's supposed to decrease wrinkles and decrease acne and improves hmm. your skin health overall and stuff. And how, how do you spell that? What, how, do you remember? Uh, what is the name? Yeah. Uh -huh. e Imana. E-M-A-N-A. -A. Okay, pretty e simple. com is the site. And there's cool. – um, yeah, there's a, there's different brands that, that sell it. I, I first learned about it uh, through Gamba Red just to give them a shout-out. He, he sells them. And they're all white, white shirts, but – 
Um, you might not like them because they're somewhat tight. <laughs> <laughs> I like loose shit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or you want to wear the big muscles, you know? Interesting. Yes. And then you mentioned uh, Gamba Red. So yeah, I got I got a little red light thing. Um, how about you? You got your own setup from Gamba Red? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a few different because people have sent me over the years just, just free, free lights. I don't get much free devices as much as people think. I pay for most of my stuff, but um, red light here and there. And um, yeah, I think red light therapy is more than a biohack. It's because uh, it, it's it's literally souping up your engines, your mitochondria, and it's acting on your water in your body to make it more gel like, like more exclusion zone water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it allows you to hold a charge better. Um, I think it I think the effects are just so broad acting. I think it's improving everything. Yeah. Like whenever some, someone comes at me with an issue, I'm like, shine red light on it because <laughs> mm-hmm. it can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. At least it's mimicking somewhat, somewhat you being outside. That's what I, that's what I kind of take away from it the most. And again, in today's world, especially what's happening right now, like everybody's indoors working 10, 12 hours a day, right? And you're like not going out. And even besides that, people just sometimes spend literally all day indoors. And, you know, and it's just like, I mean, I guess it, if, if setting up one of those, you know, red light panels next to you is the best you can do, then do that. And I mean, going outside is probably pretty good for you too. <laughs> right. Well, we had uh, fires up here. There was just, I think it was 140 acres in Washington is burning up and it's been smoky up here for like a week. Um, oh, man. Fortunately, I haven't seen any birds die. Like uh, last year when we had fires, we saw saw bats falling out of the sky seriously oh my god <laughs> jesus yeah i mean i haven't seen bats falling out of the sky but i've seen like uh you know you're walking down the street and just la is just filled with ash man like the one i think that was a year or two ago you know it was just a terrible one and you're on the even you go to the beach you're by the ocean you're still smelling this and inhaling it yeah wow. man i gotta get out of here <laughs> it's bad <laughs> Yeah, you just got to keep buying stuff. Like you need the air filter. We actually got rid of the air filter because it's the constant draws being off grid that are an issue. And mm-hmm. air filters, they can take a significant amount of power. And I just figure being up here, you know, we're not near a freeway. Yeah, but you know, you're pretty still far way away. better than most people. I mean, <laughs> for sure, right? Yeah. So you're you're not um haven't messed around too much with like indoor air filters and all that stuff, like you said, just because it's taking a lot of power from you, huh? Yeah, at the last house I used uh, uh, Air Oasis, and I discovered them at the Bulletproof Conference mm-hmm. like five or six years ago, and I think that was the best thing there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked it because it actually um, had HEPA filtration, but it also shooted out, uh, shot out two particles mm-hmm. that neutralize VOCs and um, even clean surfaces of bacteria and viruses, if you're worried about that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the best thing for people to do, especially if they're in a somewhat clean area, somewhat away from a big city, is just open your window. <laughs> um, even if you're in a city, just crack the window just because the VOCs will be able to vent out um, what even I just one, once a day. Yeah, yeah, biohack right there. There we go. <laughs> not, not an expensive one. Because some of those filters, I've, I've had my ups and downs with them too. Like I've bought some really expensive ones and kind of felt... I don't know. Kind of felt more crappy. It felt like it was, felt like it was shooting out air, but it felt like I was almost in a, I don't know, like an air conditioned car or something. You know, where it didn't quite feel 
natural, you know, whatever that term. But you know what I'm saying. It just didn't feel like normal air. It felt like I was getting constantly just AC on, and I don't yeah. like that either. Yeah, I think a good strategy where, where I started was uh, like the Goodwill or like uh, a store like that mm-hmm. and or even eBay or a, or a thrift store or, or um, a garage sale. Look for a Honeywell. Honeywell is a pretty basic brand, but they make just a very basic HEPA filter, which is just a carbon material wrapped mm. around. And it's very simple. It's just a suction through the bottom and then it or through the top and then it blows out the bottom and it's just running it through that carbon material. And so it's like usually 10 bucks, you know, if Basic, you buy, you but use, it's just not, not putting anything weird in there either. You're saying it's just filtering it through the carbon. Hmm. Yeah. Just all the dead skin cells floating around in, in the yeah, air, and the air and all the <laughs> shitty material that the buildings are made out of. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's the, yeah. So what, what other things did you do to your house, man? Like what have you been, what else have you been upgrading it with? The, the lighting was a big one. Uh, it's so amazing when you, you know, <laughs> move move to a cabin. It's like you think it's like super healthy and, you know, wow, these people must be in perfect health. But a lot of the owners <laughs> of cabins that sell them are falling apart. Yep. And that's usually why they're moving. And when we got in here, it's like I was looking at all the lighting and they're just like bright white. It actually said on the bulb like daylight. I was oh, like, no, the worst ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've i had a journey the last year um, thanks to smart friends like Andrew Latour and others that write really great blogs on light. Um, I used to think that um, incandescent bulbs were the best, mm-hmm. like, like red and um, – you know, red and orange bulbs. Right, which is like 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 the the chicken that you know is so popular in the like rapey community, right? The chicken um, heating la- lamps, right, that are made from they're they're incandescent, right? Yeah, but these are like half like generally twenty five watts, I think. Um, mm. Just the one the normal screw in bulbs. Okay, so just a smaller uh, <laughs> wattage, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and and I switched to LEDs and especially being off grid, they're like three Watts now instead of 25, which <laughs> really adds up with having lights on. Of course. And I, and my friend actually measured with like different meters, LEDs versus um, like regular bulbs. And he found certain brands of LEDs actually have less flicker because there's all these issues with lighting. It's the flicker rate. Right. If that's off, then that'll tire your brain, stress you out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the intensity. There's uh, the, the actual EMFs coming off of it, the electric fields. There's so many aspects. So this brand sunlight S U N L I T E is what I use. And okay. what's funny is they're really hard to get. Like they're, uh, you can't go to home Depot and buy these. It's no, just, they're all course. crappy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're almost like illegal. And so it's uh, lightbulbs.com is the website that I've been oh, using. Yeah. I, I bought some incandescent from there before. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so so you're you don't think they're as bad as because I mean for you know the typical biohacker right it's like LEDs is like no 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 don't do it <laughs> yeah unless it's a red light therapy device right which uses LEDs LEDs but, yeah. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and it has yeah, it has biohacker TM on it right <laughs> yeah there's nuances with everything and with lighting with artificial lighting. It gets so complicated, you know, like I said, there's flicker, there's EMFs, there's intensity, 
there's uh, color temperature. There's so many things to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, just to simplify it, you know, red, orange, and yellow, like, uh, bug lights, mm -hmm. like, that's what you would get in a fire, you know, red, orange, and yellow. And then whenever you go above that, there's barely any green and blue in firelight. And so, mm. or white light. So it's really what you want to avoid. And you want to stay with the first part of the rainbow there, red, orange, yellow. And uh, yeah, that was a huge thing for me to switching those out. Because even coming up here, you know, I'll unplug my Starlink at night, you know, turn off the Wi-Fi at night. And I don't want to have to carry a headlight or a flashlight around. Right. I want to flip the switch. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you still want to have some no normal, no normalcy in your house, right? <laughs> so what's around, what's mostly around your place? You're saying it's those LED lights that you're saying? Yeah, and then there's, um, I'm still trying to find a replacement for the, kind of the shop lights. Because mm -hmm. I have those in my, uh, where the batteries are for the solar and our little washer and dryer room. Mm -hmm. There's that, just the shop lights and then the garage. But um, I don't know if I'll replace those. I'll probably just wear blue light blocking glasses or something if I'm walking through there, yeah. red lens glasses. Um, but that's that's the main thing, the dirty electricity, the light. Um, Have you kinda... ever gotten into um, mold stuff, which is so popular, and I've also had my ups and downs with that. Like I've done, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I've done tests, you know, and it's like you, you slowly realize that first of all there's mold everywhere all the yep. fucking time right there's you know then you start thinking like okay well there's worse molds there's better molds you know the, the the common like the average guy that comes does mold testing for you that works for like the company that works for the government like it's always negative it's always like nah you're good there's just a little bit of mold and then you have on the other side those people that are just like right there's black mold everywhere it gave me this disease and it gave me that and i don't know i i do know one friend of mine that whose mother started getting symptoms of like Alzheimer's because of black mold and they did get it tested uh, through the state government and it, it, or the local government and uh, it was real. So it was, it's definitely a thing. Um, but I've also been in places where I was like, there's definitely mold here. There's definitely mold here. And then I, I'll spend 200, $300 on some stupid test and <laughs> it says nothing. <laughs> so, so I don't know. So how far have you done, gone down the, uh, mold rabbit hole yeah at the old house i'm pretty sure there was uh i mean with an older house you could pretty much assume there's been water damage at some point mm. you know if it's over like 50 years old um i did buy an ermi test which was recommended by a mold expert i had on my podcast and that's supposedly the best one e-r-m-i and like you said it's Ermy. like 300 400 bucks okay and i haven't heard I, of that I, one yeah but i've done like um uh great great white lakes or something like that do you know what i'm talking about maybe with the gelatin company <laughs> no oh no you're right no 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 but it's something like that <laughs> you're right that, that, that's it's something like that I, I might even have a box here but anyway <laughs> sprinkle gelatin on the mold and... <laughs> it kills it, the glycine takes it over <laughs> yeah man so ermi so how you spell that again uh e-r-m-i okay and um yeah, there's a bunch of companies that sell it. I never did it. I guess you take like a little duster kind of thing. You like collect it in a bag and you send it to them. Mm. Um, my my kind of view on mold is that, um, yes, if your health is compromised, it's going to be an issue. But people forget that EMFs and Wi-Fi will actually 
exacerbate, like feed the mold and make it grow faster. Mm-hmm. So I think if you kind of clean up your EMF environment, uh, and you know, that's Wi-Fi, it's dirty electricity, um, uh, all the different aspects you can do, mm-hmm. then you'll have less, less mold. Um, I just got into ozone therapy about like my first cold plasma ozone machine. Cause I heard about it for years and I'm like, we've had some spills here, you know, and, and our whole house water filtration room, I had like two devastating spills after we moved in mm-hmm. and I saw like some white fuzz coming up on the ground and I'm like, wow, that was quick. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing about having an ozone machine is you could just put it in a room, pump it out and mm. close up the room. And it just, it just kills it like crazy. Especially so you don't have good. the one that you can uh, put on your face, like a face mask kind of thing. It's just a machine you're saying that just um, goes throughout your room. Well, there's different um, attachments to it. So this is like O3 Purity. My friend Charles Barber sells it and resells it. And um, they actually have a bunch of different attachments. They have a, a mouth one that I haven't used yet because mm-hmm. ozone actually does regenerate the gums. Like it's right. very – and I've heard a lot of guys using it. Yeah, I've never tried it myself, um, but mm-hmm. I've seen I've, I've been I I've been I've seen one in person through a friend, but I never tried it. I just <laughs> you know anyway. Yeah, because usually people do like the butterfly needle. I've never done that. The IV ozone, which I think is yeah, fuck that. I'd rather do the face thing first. I mean, that's like, come on, you know, hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the only thing about breathing is even when I ozonate, like I'll ozonate my my water, my drinking water, Mm -hmm. and if I open the lid and I breathe to to if I breathe it in, I start coughing. So Mm. it's actually really irritating to the lungs. I think you can breathe ozone, but you have to first bubble it through like something in between, like a chamber in between you and the unit. And then, um, but usually, yeah, people put it in their ears. They put it, you put it like in your eyes, um, in the mouth. Like I said, people do rectal ozone, of course, which is people love the rectal <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> well, it's like 90, it's, it's almost similar to IV. So it's like 95% as close to putting a needle in you, which is, Kind of cool because it'll kill a SIBO or any kind of gut infections or even endotoxin. There's studies on it lowering endotoxin. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us have like chronic low-grade infections. And, you know, everyone's going to these biohacking treatments first. But I think if you get the foundation down, which, you know, is all the stuff that we talk about, then you add in things if you're not mm-hmm. seeing results over the years. Then that's where these therapies really work. But I think people are jumping to like, hyperbaric or ozone right, or right. all these things the first thing they do you know yeah and they're still like or even just eating shitty food still right or yeah. whatever or yeah. like saying they're eating good food but like not really defining it not thinking about it yeah so and how, how much has that changed for you man like since you moved to the new place is it still kind of the same similar diet ish wise you know you have your goats and chickens and stuff yeah yeah, pretty much. Uh, been eating more more ice cream in the heat. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to cool off. <laughs> yeah, uh, Double Rainbow is still still my favorite brand, San Francisco brand, and um, I'll sprinkle reishi syrup on it. So it's like fermented barley syrup with reishi spores and mm. reishi stem and uh, crack cell. Where do you get that reishi syrup? I mean, I tried reishi. I never tried reishi syrup. Mm. It's good. Uh, my friend Brandon at Shen Blossom makes it and. A little jars, I think it's like 80 bucks, but it lasts forever because you only use, I think I use like a little tiny spoon. So it's mm-hmm. like a Just quarter a of a teaspoon or something. It's really, it's really bitter, but I think it adds a nice little balance to the vanilla ice cream. So mm, that's a good uh, one. 
Well, that, yep. you know, that was one of the questions that I, I, I had. I asked some people to send me in some questions. And um, how the fuck you stay so lean, Matt? I mean, you're eating ice cream, <laughs> steak, milk. How you stay so lean? Do you think that's uh, like, you know, if you're being honest about it, do you think it's more of just the way your makeup, you know, call it genetics or not or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But do you think you're just kind of have a tendency to be a lean guy? I think so. Yeah. And um, I don't like beer. I don't I've only drank beer a few times in my life. So <laughs> I think like hops, you know, and, and uh, I think estrogen makes us fat. You know, it's not the female hormone. It's the stress hormone. And I think I put a lot of focus on minimizing estrogen. And I think that helps a lot um, because you see beer drinkers and they usually have a gut and it's or man uh, boobs. Yep. Or man. <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been utilizing things over the years like um, nettle root and I'm a fan of cigars. You know, I said that before and um, even tequila here and there, which is a rome taste inhibitor. <laughs> mm. Let's talk about that. Hold on. Hold on. People are going to go fucking crazy, Matt. You just brought up smoking cigars and drinking tequila. <laughs> I was just in uh, in Vegas, actually, for my birthday recently, and uh, oh, cool. I, ha I had a couple of cigs. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this brand called Placencia. They're from Nicaragua. It's um, They used to have the only – cigar world is a very uh, complicated and nuanced world, too, by yeah. the way. Um because there's no such thing as like organic or, or unorganic anymore. So it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to figure out what the fuck is going on. But after digging down and getting a lot of research, um, through a lot of research, I found that Placencia, this was like a few years ago, that they were the only organic cigar certified brand. Although now that has changed because they don't have that certification anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to find. So, But I just kind of stuck to that brand ever since. Um, mm. they're grown in Nicaragua and, um, you know, and I've, cause I've smoked some of the, you know, cheap cigars that you can buy or even, even like, you know, the, I don't know, 40, $50 ones, right. but they're just something kind of tastes, um, synthetic about them, you know, artificial. Right. So, um, but yeah, tell us about tobacco, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta try those. Yeah. I found it. P Placencia Reserva. Placencia. Yeah. Very yeah. good. You can still find yeah. boxes of the organic one if you search mm -hmm. around at some sellers that are still selling it, like they still have mm -hmm. them. But mm -hmm. that's no longer a thing. Um, like I said, I don't know exactly why. Because they're like, it's like a whole different industry from cigarettes, by the way. You yeah. know, and they want nothing to do with each other. Right. It's like a really, I, I don't know all the all the details, but um, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> well, it's it's funny uh, when I first got into tobacco, I was. Work. I was a cannabis delivery driver, uh, and this was when it was like quasi legal in California, and so it wasn't recreational, and so mm. it was still kind of underground and um, sneaking around somewhat. Uh, we you know we filled out the forms; and it was legitimate. But um, I was working with people that were just doing dabs like three, four, five times oh, a day. Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's how you know you got a real fucking addict right there. And of course they're not at. They're, they'll tell you they're not, right? It's just you know you don't get it. The medicine, because yeah, yeah, I've had that too. I, I have. I know this like barista guy that I go to get coffee, coffee with, and um, yeah, I I was you know talking to him. Oh, so so what kind of what kind of uh, buds are you into? You know, like how do you smoke it? Are you like a joint guy are you a vaporizer guy you know he's like buds he's like oh, i don't do that and i'm just why you don't do buds and he's like well i don't get high from them okay so he dabs because he doesn't get high from smoking fucking the real thing which is right it, it's like a little bud that grows on the plant right and can you imagine how how that's just too much you know i think if you're yeah. at that level 
you got to reassess and take a break. <laughs> yeah, and it's like wax. Like I used to see them process it into the wax, and it's like that sticky <sighs> material they have on the paper. It's, it's just like, wow, this is so far <laughs> removed from the plant, right? <laughs> yes. And and they have to add stuff to it to make it more um, sticky and whatnot. And I don't even know that, but all the details in that. But it's also, I know that it's, yeah, like you said, it's so far gone from that original era of like, right, the 60s, 70s. I'm like, it's just, you know, medicine, have a little smoke, you get a little high. Like, it's not even close to being the same thing, you right. know? That's why when people are like will argue with you about it, right? And it's always the, the pot smokers that are like, I'm not addicted, right? They'll write you like a, like a Bible about why they're not addicted. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I think anything could be addictive. Like for me, I just forget or get bored or like, you know, with tequila or cigars, it's like I can go through phases even like when I used to drink wine, I don't drink wine anymore, where it's like several nights in a row, but then I just stop and I just like need a reset. And I know some people don't have that. Like they just keep going and they it go gets deeper. worse and worse. Yeah. Um, I totally agree though with you. You could be addicted, you know, to cheeseburgers, right? Like they say, <laughs> we could be addicted to everything, but, um, but it's just, um, to say marijuana is not addictive, I think it's kind of like disingenuous. You know, you're not being honest about this thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's knowing why you're using it. Like back to tobacco, like when I was at the dispensary, I was um, – it was one of my health mentors actually that <laughs> I smoked a cigar with for the first time. And he bought me like a Liga Pravada T52, mm. which to, to this day is still one of my favorite. They're like – if you buy them at a shop, they could be like 30 bucks. If you get them online, they're like Yeah, it's like a classic bucks. OG cigar. Yeah, Lita, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, it's the ultimate anti-parasitic, you know, and uh, just blood cleaner. It mimics acetylcholine in the brain. It, you know, pr- um, prevents Parkinson's and um, smokers have a less incidence of, of neurological issues. And it just goes on and on, like so many different benefits to uh, to tobacco yeah. Easily found started, on PubMed and stuff, right? Like right. I've I've gone down that rabbit hole. There's lots of studies about it. Um I mean I'm guessing they'll probably be censored somehow in the future <laughs> even more and more because but um yeah, it's it's uh it's an interesting thing. So what what else have you do uh, what else have you done with tobacco? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've grown it and uh I mean I started with just rolling my you know, because I worked at a dispensary, I learned how to roll joints and that's that was part of my job. Oh. And so I had to <laughs> So I had the little hand roller thing, you know, it's like the raw roller thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would use hemp paper and I would buy loose leaf tobacco. And I started with American Spirit, like I think just the loose leaf American Spirit, which is pretty bad. And then I discovered, um, I think it was uh, something swag. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a Swedish brand, right? I yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're big on their tobacco over there. I think it's because it's so fucking cold and depressing. <laughs> They're really big on their, um, what do you call it? You put little pouches in there, which I, I don't know. I'm not my thing. The the little lip pouches. What do you what do you yeah. call that thing? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, here, Nor- Norwegian swag, I think. Oh, it's Norwegian. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Skull, skull to all of you. <laughs> Scandinavians, I apologize. It's so different. It's not Swedish. It's Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was a lot of work. But, um, yeah, it was funny on my drives. I, you know, I'd make the little filter, and I would smoke wow. my drives. I was, you know, 
I wouldn't chain smoke, but I was getting into it for a little bit. And I'm like, wow, I feel amazing. And um, for my research, nicotine is even protective uh, with the brain against EMFs. I think mm. it's just so broad reaching the beneficial effects of tobacco. We're still um, we still don't even understand all the benefits to it. Um, but um, then I just moved to uh, to cigars exclusively at some point, just because it was too much work to roll my own little yeah. homemade cigarettes. Um, so you're growing. To, you're growing. You have tobacco right now on your property. Grow it soon. Yeah. That's the I, plan? Uh, All right. <laughs> it was years ago. I actually grew it out. So this is when I was super into pyramids and stuff. I actually grew it in a copper plated pyramid outdoors in wow. San Diego. <laughs> wow. That's very cool, dude. <laughs> did you put I your water it, down there to charge your water up and stuff too? Yeah. I, I think I did. I mean, I was getting pretty out there because, you know, tobacco needs higher nitrogen. Yeah. And so, um, I think I like watered it with my watered down urine at some point, <laughs> like, I, like, <laughs> diluted it like 50, you know, cause urine's really high in nitrogen. Yeah. I've um, heard that and- <laughs> too. <laughs> but you did it. You son of a bitch. You actually did it. <laughs> and, uh, I ended up making tobacco paste. It's called Ambil. I found it on some forum online. It's like a South American way to process it, uh, central South America where, Supposedly, they carry it around in the jungle around their neck, and they'll just take little bits of it while they're, like, hunting. It improves, like, their visual acuity and their reflexes and their night vision and stuff. And I just basically uh, uh, dried the leaves, the tobacco leaves. It was very rough. I didn't age them properly or anything, but it still worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) After they dried out, I put them on the stove with a little bit of filtered water, squeezed some lemon, added some cacao paste, some honey at the very end, some shilajit. It was basically like four or five ingredients, but the honey was the sweetener. The shilajit was like the zing. The cacao Mm -hmm. was like flavor. And it felt like smoking a cigar, but more uh, like more, not as like jittery. And And you just just put it under your lip or you ate it actually? Or what? I actually just let it dissolve in the mouth and ate it. Oh, yeah, so dissolve, it... but eventually, oh, wow, dude. That'll get you pretty fucking high. <laughs> like, you know, tobacco high. <laughs> yeah, tobacco's interesting, right? It's like so demonized in our culture. But I mean, so do you think it's the whole, um, you know, the additives and all the bullshit that they put in there? And probably the fake tobacco leaves is probably sprayed with all kinds of shit. Do you think it's that? that gives people the problems and cause you know, people, most people are just smoking cigarettes, right? They're not going out of right. their way to find a good quality cigar or, you know, loose leaf tobacco. Well, I, I wonder if they're using harsh fertilizers because when I was growing tobacco, um, growing it a few times now at the old place, we grew it and the leaves were huge, mm-hmm. like, like 10 feet, like and huge really big and open. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a actually cool looking plant, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're carnivorous. I used to I used to keep carnivorous plants years ago, and tobacco plants are carnivorous. People don't know that the leaves are sticky, hmm. and when a plant lands on it, it'll get stuck, and it'll kind of get drunk on the nicotine, hmm. and then it'll just die. And the, and the tobacco will actually absorb it. It'll grab grab the nutrients from the inside, and it'll hmm. just it'll just leave its exoskeleton on the leaf. Um, Interesting. So, wow. Yeah, so yeah, I, don't, but, I don't think you need to spray them. But. <laughs> well, you know, you know, anything to make a profit, though, right? That's the thing. And the, the, the nicotine thing, you know, because I've read this study. I remember reading it, I don't know, maybe years ago, where um, – because you would think it's the nicotine, right? You think you're smoking cigar and that's what you're – or cigarettes and that's what you're addicted to. 
But they did these studies with people, you know, that give them the same exact amount of nicotine and tell them to stop smoking, right? And none of them could fucking hold back. All of them wanted to smoke a cigarette. You know, and people think it's something about the 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 you know, the anal fixation on it, right? That you're sucking on, you know. And I think there's some truth to that too. But I think like you said, I think there's also just other stuff in there that people aren't thinking about. And I think and it's so much deeper than just this nicotine. Because otherwise everybody who uses the patch would would get off, you know, if they wanted to, get off of cigarettes, right? But usually they don't. <laughs> Yeah, I bought a book. Um, I like really expensive books on Amazon that are like out of print. <laughs> I have that obsession too, bro. <laughs> like old ones too, right? That are like $120. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one of like the physical and chemical properties of tobacco, and it was like the size of my head. Whoa. And it just goes through all the molecules, and it's like thousands and thousands. I think it's like over 10,000 compounds yeah. in tobacco easily. And it has niacinamide, it has magnesium, it has like potassium, it has like crazy stuff you wouldn't think of. I think it has like copper and mm-hmm. iron. And the big issue people don't think about is radiation with tobacco because tobacco soaks up radiation pretty well. And so that's why you want it to be aged ideally at least five years because mm. that will, that's usually, the, that's the half-life of a lot of radioactive isotopes. So you can Lessen the radiation that you're inhaling. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to buy from Canada, of all places, this loose tobacco that was just tobacco, you know, and I'd have a, one of those volcano vaporizers, you know, I'm talking about the, <laughs> the German OG <laughs> shit. And um, yeah, it was really good stuff. And I, I think it was aged maybe three years, but that's an interesting thing. I've never paid attention too much. You know, I always know they're aged. Well, is there like a minimum or not really, right? There's just whatever. But most good quality cigars are aged a good time right a good amount i think of time. the minimum is like three years or something but yeah good quality um we at the old house actually in the shed we still hung it on the old style strings yeah that's so really cool. I, sh- I should go bring that up here and they're probably ready to be processed i want to try to make that paste again because it's mm. been like five years since i made it <laughs> all right man we'll be looking out for that instagram post <laughs> <laughs> new vital life product it'll be like five hundred dollars <laughs> <a jar. laughs> yeah man i mean one of my favorite documentaries this is like random documentary i found about um i think it's called the cameraman in, in cuba or the cuba and the cameraman it's this guy that goes back and forth between cuba he has some sort of like i don't know you know, pass to go back and forth and just film stuff. But there's a bunch of characters he meets, but there's these two characters that he meets, these two brothers that live out, you know, in the fucking middle of nowhere out there in Cuba and they're farmers and they have a big bull, you know, and he does all the work. And then, the, you know, they got everything. Some, I, I think they have some cows to, you know, but they're daily smoking a little cigars and he keeps going back. This, this is like a documentary that takes place over like maybe 20 years. Anyway, both of them are in their 95, 96, still smoking their cigars, puffing away every day, you know, cause it's a big part of the culture in Cuba. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I don't know if I buy the whole fucking, all right. It, it's going to kill you really fast <laughs> thing. You know? Like, every, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, everything yeah. in moderation, including moderation, right. As they say, but, um, yeah. Well, and I, I think tobacco is similar to white sugar. Like you talk about, I like, I really liked what you said. I think it was like a month ago in one of your th- <laughs> stories or posts on Instagram. You were like, white sugar is just energy without nutrition. You know, it's just fuel without nutrition. Yeah. And, um, you know, sim- similar to how white sugar uh, can fit into a healthy lifestyle if you're 
you know, eating oysters and liver occasionally and eggs and milk and cheese and red meat. And you have a nutrients coming in. Uh, same with tobacco, your body can, can handle. And I think it's actually a benefit, but it's really, you know, the Chick-fil-A McDonald's eater, you know, Red Bull drinking, <laughs> yeah, they smoke yeah. cigarettes. It's like those stupid studies when they compare like vegetarians to meat eaters. And it's like, what kind of meat eaters are we talking about? And what kind of vegetarians are we talking about? Because yeah. as soon as you identify as a vegetarian, you're already a person who cares about their health, right? You're going to go out of your way to find better quality ingredients and you're going to prepare your food probably. And you're going to, you know, you're not going to be an asshole that's a vegetarian that eats a McDonald's salads every day, right? And then the meat eaters, meat eaters are the ones that are just like eating whatever meats, right? So it's, you know, same thing with cigarettes, I think. You know, when they're saying like, oh, are you a cigarette smoker? Like the average cigarette smoker, yes, is probably a very, very unhealthy, poor, you know, just terrible fucking person in, in, in a terrible state of health, right? So, yeah. you know, like Wearing you their said. their AirPods. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, they hate their jobs and they're just driving around smoking cigs all day. Yeah, it's like, of course, if you're comparing that dude to somebody that doesn't smoke cigarettes, yeah, probably the non-cigarette smoker is healthier, but. Yeah, yeah. and I mm-hmm. I think your antioxidant status really matters too. And, and um, I've been reading studies on like how vitamin C, not ascorbic acid, but whole food and vitamin E, Mm-hmm. really protect especially vitamin e for smokers is incredible mm-hmm. and what's funny is i've had comments like vitamin e plus smoking is more hazardous i'm like that doesn't make any sense it's like vitamin yeah. e is a chain breaking antioxidant and it's going to stop that chain reaction of oxidative stress especially caused by carbon monoxide or smoke so mm-hmm. um yeah it's uh, i think especially if someone's you know just eating fruit simply you know i i don't know how many smokers eat fruit every day <laughs> like that would be a huge yeah like we problem. said most of them are not they're just eating they really are eating mcdonald's for breakfast and some other fast food for lunch <laughs> and maybe like a a, a microwave trader joe's meal for for dinner oh man right. you know i mean that's like i had like a client you know like his uh his wife went away on a long business trip and i'm like so what are you eating and it's like Trader Joe's microwavable meals. And it's not a joke, you know? It's To me, it's almost like, nah, you're fucking with me. Like, you're not really eating that shit, are you? And it's like, yeah, that's what people eat. Like, you forget, you know, when you go outside of your, you know, people who sort of somewhat, like, you know, I'm not, you and I were both not super obsessive about it either, right? Mm-hmm. But even in our circle, when you go out of that circle, it's like you forget that people literally eat, you know, mcdonald's and just microwavable meals well all kinds of added i mean the ingredient list is like literally that big right and it's just like oh man you forget that you know that that, yeah that's what those chain smoker people are eating also (laughs) it's a good point yeah i usually default like in my lazy days last year i I was defaulting to like tons of raw milk and like cheese quesadillas homemade (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah do you do the do you do upgrade your uh uh tortillas do you get the nixtamalized tortillas or just go regular corn tortillas whatever you find i think it was like flour but i think it had sunflower oil in it those are the best ones we can get you know unless we make it at home and you know, put some sour cream and some harissa sauce on oh, it, the so Moroccan good. red pepper. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing about Southern California, right? I mean, I, I do love the Mexican, like real Mexican food, you know, and it, I don't mean like authentic. I just mean like real normal stuff with no right. bullshit added into it. That's good stuff. But there's lots of companies. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll tell it to you later maybe. But there's, there's, there's a few companies that are making tortillas that are like corn tortillas you can order online and they, they come like frozen and they're still fresh and it's yeah. pretty good so i used to do the siete um what is it cassava flour but i stopped that 
the same time I stopped stevia and monk fruit. I'm like, that's all in the same category. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of is, though, isn't it? <laughs> it sort of is. Ah, oh, man. Cassava is a delicate thing. Um, what, what, what's the other name for it? Tapioca, right? They call it tapioca yeah. flour. Yeah. I've cooked with it before. I don't know how. Here's the thing. It doesn't have much, much flavor. Like, it's like a kind of a bland substance which can hold you know which can hold some stuff and stuff and i get it but i don't know it is kind of popular in brazil though you know they do like their tapioca like um they make little wraps with uh eggs inside and stuff but i don't know we we flour old school right and, and corn i guess huh <laughs> yeah th- this winter I, I was thinking the other day i'll probably get more into sauerkraut like i i used to make it and i just got lazy and got into other stuff mm-hmm. but interviewing Morley Robbins on my podcast, you know, he's all about iron overload and that's the root cause of disease and we have to regulate it. And copper does that. And whole food C is an excellent source of copper. And I just got to thinking, I'm like, okay, besides pills up here, like my, my vitamin C pills and, um, you know, like camu camu and amla and stuff, which are great. Like what's my sustainable source if I can't get those pills anymore being in North Idaho. Mm. (laughs) And he was saying sauerkraut, like one cup contains an insane amount of vitamin C, like hundreds of milligrams. It's pretty high up there. I've heard that before too, because it's, it's just, um, what do you call it? Lettuce, right? Or cabbage. It's cabbage, cabbage, big part of the Russian diet. So yeah, yeah, dude, (laughs) I I, I can eat it for days. You know, I have, you know, I, some, I, sometimes I crave it. Sometimes I don't. So it's not really, but, um, yeah, that's what they say too in in Russia also. It's like a big source of, uh, well, we, we stew it with butter and stuff, you know, and cook it for a while. And you can also just make a dish out of it. You can just throw some meat in there and make like a cabbage and meat dish. It's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but sauerkraut is where you get the vitamin c right because it's fermenting and it takes some time to do it yeah and even uh supposedly according to adam bergstrom potatoes are an excellent source of c which mm-hmm. i'm a little, supposedly cooking destroys the vitamin c which i've heard but i don't know i guess it, it does because you know bake potatoes for like an hour I'm like how is there any vitamin c left but supposedly there is and yeah so yeah we're gonna Actually, in the next month here, this month, we're getting delivered a geodesic dome greenhouse, a 33-footer. So we're going to actually dig down around the perimeter, like three feet in the ground with our backhoe tractor. And uh, yeah, pretty pretty much put fruit trees in there. And it's uh, the little triangles on the the dome are on hydraulics. So in the the heat, they open when they close. Wow. What kind of fruits are you, what kind of fruit trees are you going to put in there? I, I love like every fruit and I really miss, uh, from California you know, citrus, oranges, lemons, uh, limes a little bit, but, um, even peaches, I love plums. Mm. Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if we could do mangoes and stuff up here. Maybe, uh, I really love cherimoya. So probably put one of those in there. Fuck, Dude, you said cherimoya. (laughs) (laughs) My parents in San Diego actually have a tree and it's like, Barely really? hanging on, like it doesn't produce. Oh, and I, I think we're gonna take a clipping and bring it up here and and start growing it's it. It's a tough here. fucker to grow, I, yep. from yep. what I've heard. That's why they're so. They're, and there's only like one seat, one little part of the of the year that they they uh they come out and then they're done. And we just passed it. I mean, I was posting about it on Instagram almost every day when when Chernois were around. <laughs> Because they're, they're, I mean, they're not common, but you can find them at like Mexican stores here and stuff. So, I love it. But it's a good, it's a good fucking fruit, isn't it? It has like a like a ice cream type of flavor. It's like yeah. a creamy. It's like such a unique 
Yeah. Uh, I guess they say it's like a mix between like an apple and a pear, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it. like custardy, like a good custardy, and it's it has that like exotic kind of taste to it. It's yeah, you gotta try it if you haven't tried a chirimoya. Oh man, so good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a little intimidating with the dome because you're supposed to have a pond in there. Hmm. I think like some people do a thousand gallons up to three thousand gallons, which I think is a little overkill. But you could put koi in there, or like people literally fish on a home. Like they'll put fish they can. That'll eat. be dope. <laughs> have a little koi pond up there in Idaho, dude. You got to be the only guy up there with that, though, right? <laughs> there can't be another koi pond up there in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, it acts as like a heat sink, so it maintains the temperature. But yeah, you can go really crazy with it, but. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's just project after project. Right now, we're building the chicken coop and our sensory deprivation float room in the in the Ooh. old garage. That's mm-hmm. uh, EMF shielded, so that's like the garages be... or 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 what the. Well, I pretty much destroyed the. <laughs> we like <laughs> took out the garage door, and then we're going to make it a wall. And it's uh, we made basically a room in a room because, uh, your traditional sensory deprivation float pod is just you know it's like a little almost like a spaceship oval thing you close the lid on you mm-hmm. this this one that i'm upgrading to um it wasn't that much more expensive it's just a pool so the entire almost think of like a stand-up shower with the glass doors so there's that's, no gonna, nothing that you close over top of I, you okay so you need yeah. like, a, like a room that's you're saying um is enclosed i guess yeah for, so we did like a drop ceiling uh, so I think ah. it's like seven foot or something. It's pretty short. And um, yeah, for the last month, we've been like foam insulating, framing it, uh, put up tile. We had to level the ground. Uh, wow. And it's going to be interesting being off grid and doing this. Um, fortunately, there's hy- the hydronic floor heat. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping that'll maintain the temperature. But there's a heater in this in the saltwater pool mm-hmm. and then a heater on top so the whole room is like the float pod basically so it's going to be just a room dedicated to the float tank yeah right Damn, yeah and i yeah i you're <laughs> going full force at it i love it <laughs> i mean i would get rid of all my other biohacking stuff if i just had to choose one thing it would be the float the floating because uh really? i just think wow social social media and just you know, I think you get it, but just it's it's the stimulus. Every once in a while, you have to get out and go on a jog or go outside, right, and do something and just kind of just look around, look at the sky, you know, <laughs> interact yeah. with people. Yeah. But but to even go further and just have zero stimulation. Yeah. For even an hour. Um, but you'll go on a jog yeah. and some assholes playing his Bluetooth, and then <laughs> you go to the gym to try to do a workout, try to have some you time. There's uh, television screens everywhere, right? And you go anywhere. Yeah, man, it's it's tough to get to get away. I think, yeah. and I think in a way, it's also like making people being so scared. I think that's part of the reason people are so scared of everything these days. People are like, they're like, you know, to to the average person that was born and raised in like Los Angeles or New York, if you put them out there where you are in Idaho by themselves, they would freak the fuck out, dude. <laughs> right? They would freak the fuck out because they've never been yeah. alone. They don't know how to do anything, you know. And yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not their fault in a way, but, but but I think yeah, like you said, having some literal, real you and the environment time is really important for health. Yeah, I I noticed my. Like I, it's impossible for me to get stressed out. Like I could, I could chain drink coffee and not feel my cortisol go up if I'm floating consistently. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'd, I had my friend teach me how to chainsaw the other day because my first chainsaw, it's funny, a couple years ago was the electric Ryobi because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, kind of doomsday prepper somewhat. And I'm like, you know, what if we can't get gas kind of idea? Mm-hmm. But those electric chainsaws mm-hmm. really suck. They're only for like trimming and just kind of <laughs> yeah, playing they around. They can't cut shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a, a, I went to the steel dealership. They're, you know, steel and John Deere kind of thing. And, um, I think it's like, I think it's one of the best chainsaws. And, um, I actually took down my first three trees last week Wow. and I was drenched in sweat cause you were, oh, yeah, dude, gear. you get fucking covered. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that with a real ax with my uncle back in the day, dude. You fucking die. You talk about working out, right? Like try going down, doing some yard work like that and cutting down a tree. Oh man. Yeah. And even I got my first, uh, weed whacker and just, you know, by our lake, we just, I was just wee whacking that thing's even heavy and it's vibrating. Mm-hmm. You know, the vibration of these machines tires you out alone, let yep. alone holding them because they're heavy and you have to like be steady with them. And mm-hmm. so that's been nice uh, because I feel like, you know, like Danny Roddy, I think said he's like pretty sedentary and I feel like I've gone through phases of that, but living out, you know, when you live outside of the city, you you can't be sedentary um, unless you're just hiring people to do everything around you, which, (laughs) which, yeah, we, we do that, but you know, to build our new chicken coop and stuff and build new things. But yeah, when it comes to basic stuff, I think it's really good to know, like processing your own firewood is so fulfilling, Mm. um, chopping it, you know, and just the smell, (laughs) the smell of like fresh chopped firewood. Oh God, dude. And then a fresh fire. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, man. You know, I wanted to talk to you about that. Like I'm getting to, to this point of like, you know, you're talking about, we were earlier on, we said something about taking it to the extreme. Um, Cause you can do that with everything, right? You can take it to the extreme with the healthy diet that, you know, maybe we talk about and recommend to people. I, I made a post about it on my Instagram, you know, cause like some of the most savage dudes that I know that work out, right. They eat snicker bars. They wake up random times. They don't have any set schedule. I mean, they, they work a job. They don't, you know, periodize their training. They don't do any fancy techniques. They just, but, but they can do all the fancy shit. If you ask them to do something fancy, they'll be able to do it. And my point is that like, you know, they're not really like obsessive about all this stuff, you know, and those are some of the most like strongest guys that I know. And then some of the other guys that are like, you know, they have their, you know, the 5am like bulletproof coffee and they have, you know, all those biohacks and they're just very average people, you know? So I just got me thinking about diet. I mean, I'm getting to a point where I'm almost like, yeah, there's like this sweet spot where like this is good diet stuff that you should be eating. And then beyond that, you're just going to be an asshole basically. And, (laughs) you know, like how important – do you think diet is like the thing to fix people's health or do you think there's other things that are involved? Yeah, there's absolutely other other things involved and some people call it, you know – the five pillars of health or whatever. I think there's multiple. Um, but yeah, I think those, those types you mentioned, like the bulletproof coffee types, like <laughs> the, the schedule types, like have to get up at the same time every day, go to sleep at the same time, like very regimented. Um, that might work for some people, but I think it, it'll, it would work better if they were more flexible. Um, it reminds me of some conversations I've had with Adam Bergstrom specifically about sleep. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he was saying, uh, he, you know, he's all about timing of things. And he was saying 
you could be in time, you could be on time, or you could be in time. Mm. And on time is like eating, you know, bush tree root and the growth zones at the specific mm. times. You're eating an almond between, you know, 7 and 9 a.m. And it's like everything's really regimented. But he said if you're in time, you could break all the rules and you could still be healthy. <laughs> and that's so kind you're of just like kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you're just yeah. kind of going with the with the way the wind blows because the wind changes every day, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine. That's why it's funny, right? Our, I mean, that's what the world we kind of created, right? Everything's so regimented. You got to be at this time, same time yeah. every day. But yet, like our outside nature, like every every day is different, right? The animals you see are different. The the things that grow are different, and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of crazy. We've gotten away from that so much, I think, right? Yeah, I think the the more you can adapt, the healthier you are. And that's been my real lesson the last two or three years. Um, mm. And, you know, it does it does come down to stress. But, um, yeah, maybe focusing less on diet and nutrition and more on, like, your relationships and, like, mm. eye contact and human interaction and, you know, getting rid of toxic relationships or unhealthy relationships and building ones, you know, having good influences in your life people that you can look up to and that inspire you and that support you. Yeah. Um, I think that's all more important than, than nutrition. Um, and for me, like I noticed being up here, uh, there's when people come over to, to help us out with work, working on the house, I'll end up outside talking with them for 30 minutes to an hour. And we'll just go on different tangents and talk about world events or talk about mm. health. And, I noticed I hadn't eaten for hours and I feel like I had eaten because I was having these really fruitful, um, yeah. fulfilling conversations with people that felt just like food. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't feel like those fake kind of, Hey, how are you, man? How was your weekend? <laughs> oh, good. How are you? Good. And it's just this robotic back and forth. Right. Cause Hey, Hey, how are you? And like in the English language is in, in the American English language. It's almost like a part of, Hey, they're not really asking you, how are you? Right. They're just saying, Hey, how are you? It's kind of like, hey, good. How are you? Okay. Bye. Okay. Right. Like that's yeah. it. Like, there's no like, um, actual, how really the fuck are you though? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or talking about philosophical stuff. Like, I can just bring up like we're I've talked about with a couple people here how Starlink is like the new Skynet and it's like literally Skynet from Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah. we go into that. Like... <laughs> You've been on a real Arlo Schwarzenegger craze lately, right? <laughs> Toward a recall, you got that one. Oh, Have you seen the clip of him holding a cigar and talking about smoking cigars? It's really I funny. do whatever I want. Of course, brother. <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah 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 he's a big he's a big uh, cigar smoker yeah <laughs> um yeah and you know and i i have respect for him he's a he, i see him at gold's when i used to go there um gold's venice working out it's a fucking guy dude you because you imagine being arnold i mean everybody knows you and everybody around the world knows you. you're not just like an american star you're like a fucking international star and so he'll be doing a workout and somebody comes up literally in the middle of his set and just, Hey, can I take a picture with you? But he always finishes it and he takes a picture and he smiles. And I've never wow. seen him like deny anybody. So, you know, I, I have respect in that sense for, for him, you know, cause I think it's pretty cool that he does that. Yeah. yeah I'd probably get annoyed. At some point. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I know. And some people do, some celebrities do, you know, you meet some that sure. are just like, no, <laughs> they don't want to hear it. But yeah, man, I'm really glad you brought up the relationship thing. Cause I don't know, man. I'm almost like at a point where it's like you meet the guy that has the perfect diet and he has he's read all the repeat articles and he understands them all and he read all the you know, he's done his 
iron testing and he's done everything. But he has like a really shitty girlfriend and he's just not into her and she's not into him or or whatever, you know, they're having fights and there's family problems. Yeah. Versus a person that doesn't have the perfect diet but really is enjoying life. Right. I think that person's gonna be a lot more healthier, huh? Totally. Yeah, and I think there's uh a phrase called uh, emotional, uh, you know, there's IQ and there's also EQ, like mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people with a high IQ or supposedly have low emotional intelligence and um, they're just not able to communicate on that level with people. And I think that's just as important, if not more so than having all the, you know, all the articles and all the health mm-hmm. concepts memorized. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's been a good lesson for me because just you know talking through issues with your partner and you know because that's going to come up and just talking through things and, and that that is just as worth it as learning about health stuff and putting that into practice if not more so you know I think we're in, I mean and I saw it this rise of like the tribe mm-hmm. and tribe and family have become synonymous terms which I think is ridiculous because <laughs> it's different mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. there is. In the health community, especially, it's turning into this thing where don't get married. You don't need to do that. Just join a tribe. Yep. And yep. then everyone just sleeps with everyone else. Yep. And, you know, I was just going to say, that's when you get those uh, Aubrey Marcus types, right? That, <laughs> by the way, right, doesn't have his open relationship anymore. Has a normal fucking married relationship now. And his other guy, the what's his name? Kyle King, Kingsbury, the uh, ex-UFC fighter. Yeah, I, I don't think it works, man. I think it's yeah. a bunch of bull. I think it's just, I think it works for them for now because it's something different and they think mm-hmm. they found the it. And then I think at the end of the day, it's going to be back to, you know, people, at, at the end of the day, people return to themselves. You know what I'm right. saying? Like they return to the to the basic stuff and it doesn't work. You know, I've never met right. one fucking open relationship couple that have been together for 20 years or 30 years. I mean, if you're out there, give me a holler. I'm, I'm in. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I've been thinking about this, like what draws people to that? Um, Like, I think it's uh, to that lifestyle. And I I think it's they're not they don't like especially as a man. And I've heard like, you know, I think you're familiar with Daniel Vitalis. Mm -hmm. He's that rewilding guy, you know, and he was saying because men don't hunt anymore, hunt like deer and wild animals, they hunt women in bars Mm. and that drive never leaves. And that always stuck with me. It's like one of my favorite things he's ever said, because it makes sense. Um, it's like that purpose, like, yeah. like that, like, like if men, if men don't have a purpose, then they're just going around bar hopping and drinking beers and just floating through life. But, um, yeah, but then you cover it up by saying, Oh, you know, you got to enjoy life. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all this spiritual bullshit. Right. Which again, like I said, I mean, look, there's, that's a great example. Like Aubrey, right. It's like, you know, all these fucking, you know, psilocybin trips and LSD and all that. But, look, hey, at the end of the day, you kind of want to be with that one special person, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, at the same time, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, we're all going to die. We're probably not going to die together at the same time holding hands like in a notebook, right? But, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's still, I guess it gives gives it a lot more meaning, right? right. Than, than the kind of, because also, you know, I, I, I also haven't met people that are genuinely, talking about that spiritual stuff in a genuine way, right? You know, they're out there. They're out there. I know they're out there. You know, I've studied with some, I guess, like gurus and all that kind of stuff. They're, and they're genuine. But most of them, they're just, they're just fucking 
telling you the stuff that they read in some book about some guru guy and oh you know it's just like shut up you know you don't, you're just saying it just to just to sound spiritual and you're wearing the the, the wooden beads right and you got the fucking you know tattoos and everything so yeah <laughs> what well, yeah and it's funny because i i came from like you know uh, listening to bashar and abraham hicks and and going to yeah psychic training meet it where i was trying to become like an x-man and stuff and it's partly successful for a little bit but I, I was into like the Eastern mysticism, quote unquote thing, you know, the whole meditation, sure. uh, Yogananda stuff. And um, it and then I think and I've talked about this. I, it's interesting. It's like going from raw vegan to raw primal or mm. to the carnivore diet. It's like people are going from Eastern mysticism to Orthodox Christianity. Yes. And I think people are swinging on every level. And for me, I just think going off your experience and I guess people th call that like Gnosticism or something. You don't have to put a, <laughs> I like putting a, they label put on a it. thing on the thing, right? <laughs> right. Yes, right. exactly. They want to make it a thing again. It's like, don't make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that people like, I guess they just need their like framework or something. And for me, I've just always liked experience and, you know, failing and then being like, okay, that maybe worked for me then it doesn't work for me now. And this is, working for me now and it feels better and going to do it. And I learn from that and mm -hmm. just keep going. And I don't Until maybe like, it doesn't. Right. And then maybe yeah. at that point, maybe you'll try something else. Mm -hmm. And it's not about being, you know, like a, like a hoe, right. Just jumping around, right. Doing this. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's just working and what's not working. I don't know. I, I treat that stuff. Like I treat diet. Like you said, you know, like if it's like, Hey, if the milk is working for me right now, and then at some point it's not working, like, so I think, I'm not saying milk is shit. I'm just saying like right now I'm not going to drink any milk or use it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm guessing, yeah. right? I just – so yeah, I'm – you know, I'm with you on that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone uh, comment on my – because I interviewed Emma Satchery the other day or I posted that and on, uh, you know, the collagen, the casein mm -hmm. and gelatin. And uh, some vegans got crazy and they're like, casein causes cancer. You know, <laughs> collagen causes cancer and like here's the study and it's like yeah. – it's so funny. It's like – Maybe in context, you know, maybe yeah. in certain someone's context of where they're at. But for most people, I don't think that's the case. I think they're protein deficient and it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's our, I guess it's our, I don't know, minds. We want to simplify. We want that, like you said, like that thing, this thing does this thing. Done. Like I, I figured it out. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to another thing and I'm going to make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, yeah. It's our, Speak, uh, speaking of things, have you... We watched a really funny deuterium video because I went on like a crazy month and a half deuterium binge, just like <laughs> watching every video, every podcast, just like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And, like, Shit. Of course, okay. it's all pro keto, anti sugar, pro yep. fasting, yep. Wim Hof, you yep. know, the whole usual <laughs> spiel, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, but these two guys in, in Venice near Erewhon made this hilarious 20 minute video where they're like holding up before a water and they're like this costs like 23 bucks and they're like so here's the thing about a for a water though that's interesting you brought that up because i've bought that deuterium depleted water a couple years ago um this is definitely pre-pandemic whatever um so maybe i don't know two three years ago and it's used to say deuterium depleted water have you noticed that it doesn't say that on the label anymore i've it never bought it yeah because i don't I, they don't have it up here but mm. yeah it's like 25 dollars but um but it's not on the bottle anymore. It doesn't say anything about deuterium anymore. And I don't know. I haven't researched it that well yet. Like I don't know. Is is there some sort of 
legal thing that you can't say that or is it not that anymore it's just really expensive water now but uh i don't that's know a, huh. that's a good point i i, I want to buy it and then because you could send in water to get tested mm-hmm. i'm surprised no one's done that yet um because you could you could buy the new water and then send them a little vial i think it's like quicksilver scientific that can because we actually sent in our spring water here after mm. it went through our filter which doesn't alter the deuterium the filter well reverse osmosis doesn't alter it supposedly but uh huh. i'm interested to see the deuterium content of yeah. the water because supposedly north idaho has low deuterium you know ocean water is like 155 coastal water is like 155 parts per million and if you go inland high elevation supposedly it can go down to like 140 ish hmm. um, which does make a difference in energy production and i think it's a very nuanced thing i don't oh, yeah. think it's a make or break well, yeah. thing <laughs> yeah i mean no dude that's basic <laughs> but so but listen i pulled it up look if there's a bottle and it just says alfora and it says water for wellness of course R, right um and then it says nano purified hyper oxygenated water nothing about to deuterium hmm. why but i know that for a fact that used to say deuterium on it or or um you know specifically deuterium depleted and now it doesn't say that. And I wonder what the fuck that's all about because now I'm like, hmm. You know what I mean? Because that was the whole thing. It's like deuterium dip, but now it's just hyper-oxygenated alkaline water. I'm pulling up other stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing. If they're not saying it, it's probably not because it's a really expensive process because uh-huh. there's no facility in the U.S. That's the reason why it's so pricey. They're all in Europe. Huh. Uh, well, Europe and I think a few other – but none in the U.S., and it's like beyond distillation, like it's a really energy intensive process to make it. <laughs> so. Hmm. so I don't know, man. It's interesting. What was this thing you were telling me about the guys in Irwin? By the way, some of the most douchiest people work there, but I go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were making fun of like the trendiness of it. And ah, okay, cool. their, their conclusion was like Mountain Valley spring water is better. And I rolled my eye, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, hard water, you know, tons of calcium. And yeah, look at the TDS. That's, that's like 2015. That's, like, <laughs> that's cool. Get out of here. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, – I think for cancer, you know, because people freak out about cancer, which I think is not worth freaking out about because I think we have so many solutions now. And, you know, it's not the Jack LaLanne green juice. It's, it's not <laughs> celery juice. You know, it's not coffee enemas, although maybe those things have a place context. But, um, yeah, I think deuterium depletion for cancer, there's tons of studies on it reducing tumors very quickly. And so... Um, God forbid if one of my family members ever came down with, you know, like men are getting prostate cancer like every yeah. day, just like crazy. Yeah. Um, women are getting ovarian cancer, you know, uh, pancre- pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. It's just like, where is it all coming from? It's like, yeah, I mean, I you know, know. deuterium is not the cure. It's just it's like a quick fix. And yeah. then you can get to the root. Of like... Well, the idea <laughs> being anyways, right, it's just you want less of it. Right. It's not like right. it's that that's the solution. It's just yeah, like. Right make it a less of a thing so it's like okay so then how can i do that and there i can go a whole rabbit hole down there yeah it's it's i don't know it's interesting man so what about this other thing that's going around you know that we kind of shut down everything for recently you know we'll call it ronita um (laughs) well you had a pretty good post about some of the stuff that you would do i just wanted to 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 talk about that a little more you know what would you do if god forbid if you got it or somebody else got it or maybe it doesn't exist or something that's similar to it, I guess. <laughs> wink, wink. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I take a more balanced approach. I think a lot of the raw primal people are like, you know, it's all terrain theory. Germ theory is a myth. Viruses aren't real. It's all exosomes. Yeah. I think that's a really extreme. You know, it's just like the pendulum thing. It's like people are just pissed off with the the grip tightening. Yep. And I think infections are real. I think viruses are real. I think bacteria is real. Yeah, when you get one, you'll realize it, you know? <laughs> but at the same time, it doesn't mean that it has to be one or the other. That's yeah. that's, that's the beauty of life, I think. That, that to me makes it, you know, interesting. But some people don't want, want it that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I since this whole thing's been going on um, two years or whatever, uh, I've had people send me links, you know, owners of companies, check this out. And, um, I think one of the first things I heard about when this was happening was, um, wild oregano oil. Mm-hmm. And what's really funny is like uh, Dr. Cass that I've had on my podcast like three times, he's, I think they started selling wild oregano in like the seventies or something. It was like pretty, they were like the first, and then there were a ton, ton of copycats. And now there's like almost MLMs and greenhouse grown. And it's all this whole market for oregano oil. But this like real Mediterranean stuff that there's a few companies selling it, like the real stuff. Mm-hmm. They actually did a study on SARS-CoV-2 or its official name or whatever, showing that it does knock it out like 99% in like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Or even 10. It, was, like, it burns. Really I, I've used to use that shit a lot when I would <laughs> feel a cold coming on, put it in your nose. Oh, man, it kills everything, dude. <laughs> Yeah, and Cass had a video where that little one ounce bottle, he actually took a shot because people always message me like every day. That's hardcore. Matt, it, took, it took more than five drops. Am I gonna oh, die? No. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, as long as it's the wild stuff and not like, you know, greenhouse grown where they uh jack up the carver crawl unnaturally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like altering cannabis, like GMO can mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like genetically modifying oregano. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's the real deal, it's very safe to take, especially consistently, you know, it's not going to harm your gut bacteria and stuff. So that's a good one. And you mm-hmm. could snort it. I like the sinu especially before I go to bed, mm-hmm. I snort one in each nostril and it burns, but it feels really good. Um, I prefer the capsules. They make like gel, like orega rest capsules. In there. Okay. And it's like oregano, cinnamon, clove. Yeah. And another spot at a health expo years ago, I listened to Cass on stage talk about the power of spices, Mm -hmm. like even garlic, like thyme, like whenever we have a steak, I put it's the same thing every time. Uh, Thyme, garlic and wild oregano Hmm. and like real wild oregano, not store bought. It took ordered it from Greece. (laughs) And uh, Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. And the spices are so overlooked. It's like they're like garlic against this issue is very helpful. Yeah. And uh, been around forever just, yeah. and people use yeah. it for everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I, when I was a kid, it's my grandma used to do, but shove garlic up my nose is a real thing. dude. So, <laughs> well, you know, because again, people take, um, the whole, you know, they take the whole, um, Paul Saladino, you know, anti-nutrients shit to heart. Right. And they're like, ah, oh, don't use any of that stuff. It's all poisonous and you shouldn't be using it. And even though people have been using it for, god god knows how long right <laughs> yeah for for years when i was like vegan or raw vegan uh every break every breakfast was apples and cinnamon mm-hmm. and uh, i would do apples and almond butter unfortunately but i think the cinnamon was my saving grace because i buy mm-hmm. high quality cinnamon and 
cut up like five apples and have that. <laughs> Ceylon or what kind of cinnamon? What What's the good stuff? It was Ceylon. Yeah. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I didn't, I wasn't at the level of ordering it online. Uh, <laughs> I think at some point I got higher grade because usually the spices you buy at the grocery store are not the best. You know, they're kind of cut even wild, like oregano, they'll cut it with like grass. You yeah. Know, Cause it kind of looks the same. Yeah. There's, um, you ever been out Catalina Island out here in California? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, wild oregano grows there, and it's so pungent. Oh. Yeah, it's super like, like it hits you, and it's like a different thing, dude. Way different wow. than what. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I yeah, brought I some my... back with me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did my advanced uh, open water scuba training there. Uh, oh, very cool. Went down to like ninety feet at Catalina, and oh, that's uh, awesome. I didn't know you were into that. That's awesome, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, I used to clean tanks. I worked at a scuba shop and. When I was right when I got down to 90 feet, like the deepest I've ever been, this guy kicks his fin and hits my mask off oh, no. and my regulator at the same time. So my mask flies off and my regulator out of my oh, mouth. Oh, Jesus, dude. I'm like, like, okay, I'm at 90 feet. If I freak out, I'm going to die. So I just calmly grab my regulator first, put it in, then grab my mask and put it back on my face. Did the guy notice that he kicked you or he didn't even turn around or notice? Didn't no. even notice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because that stuff was fun, but it can be dangerous, man. <laughs> it can be real dangerous. It's all about staying calm. I mean, just in any dangerous situation, yeah. you know, rock climbing or whatever, you just don't want to freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, methylene blue is another one. Now there's like a million companies selling it. And a lot of companies sell the methylene blue tinctures, but that also kills Convid, whatever you want to call it, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, big yeah. C. <laughs> and, um, I like just blue. I mean, uh, Troscriptions, they make these little trochies, they call them little lozenges. And, uh, oh, so it's like, not, even, not even a dropper. You just put a little lozenger in your mouth. And that's why I prefer it. Yeah. It's, it's a little more fun and to take. And it's like, uh, around 30 bucks for 16 doses. And each dose is like four milligrams. Um, okay. I've never taken, I think more than eight in a day. But they have like a speedball version, which is like <laughs> nicotine, caffeine, CBD, and methylene blue. Oh, dude, that's um, too much. <laughs> I don't know if I'd fuck around with that. I'd be scared. <laughs> that's that's like they, everything, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then they have just blue, which is just the methylene blue, which I, I prefer. Um, and then, the, you know, some bitter blockers and How often stuff, do you take it, methylene blue because it's pretty getting pretty popular it's starting to be a lot more i'm even seeing the biohackers being all over it now was taking uh, pictures like selfies <laughs> with their like blue tongue like hey <laughs> um on average honestly lately it's been like two to three times a week i should be more on it to take it daily i definitely do feel uh, a boost like before this podcast i usually do an espresso shot and I'll take like a gram of my Shilajit tablets, a thousand milligrams. Um, usually take some magnesium. Uh, I took a thousand milligrams of niacinamide. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned the hard way. If I take 3000 milligrams of niacinamide, especially with this heat, mm. I start profusely sweating. Like it's not like a flush like niacin, but three grams of niacinamide really increases my body temperature and my metabolism like every time. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> And what, yeah. what are the be benefits of niacinamide? It's also being really popular now. Um, it, it increases NAD, which is uh, a trending thing in the biohacking community. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on those? Sorry to interrupt you. What are your thoughts on the yeah. IVs then? Because just to cut, cause to cut right through it, because a lot of people just do the, 
you know, the IV pushes of NAD and then they feel like they're going to throw up and feel nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little harsh. Um, yeah, I think it, it's very painful sometimes uh, for a lot of people. Um, and it's very invasive. I mean, I saw with, you know, being into the Bulletproof conference and stuff, being in that community for years, I saw the rise of like IV vitamins, mm-hmm. like glutathione, vitamin C push, mm-hmm. you know, vitamin D, the whole thing. And all the stuff I speak out against, mm-hmm. like I, I'm not even for oral consumption of ascorbic acid or vitamin D. And here's these people injecting it or, or glutathione. I don't think it's necessary. People are like injecting it straight into their veins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I messed with uh, NR for a while, nicotinamide riboside. It's a patented uh, substance. I think True Niagen sells it. Mm-hmm. Pretty expensive. And they market it in that it could uh, increase your lifespan and increase basically function your entire body through increasing NAD levels, nicotinamide, adenine, dinucleotide, which is um, pretty much like pretty much the gears that your metabolism works with. Um, there's like the NAD to NADH ratio and has to do with energy production and aging. And as we age, that ratio goes off. And as we get sick, that ratio goes off. Um, I used to take NAD lozenges, which were mm. really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like five bucks a lozenge or something. They also say that they don't work cause they get, uh, killed by your stomach acid, blah, blah, right. blah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, niacinamide seems, it seems like a, better option right because it's doing the right. same thing and it, it it's absorbed pretty well if you get the good brand get or right. some, one of the good brands um it's i don't know man it's almost like these biohacker motherfuckers they're trying to make everything like exclusive you know so you can <laughs> so you can't you know because you can't give yourself an iv right so you got to right. go to them or the place right. that they recommend and you got to get it there and then it's like oh man so they're they're, t- they're hard hard to listen to there i got to be very <laughs> You got to be very careful with those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think, I think the nice night shines largely for people that have like me, like I was raised on soy and vegetable oils, mm-hmm. like tons of it. And then I, and then after I got off that, I was on nuts because I was raw vegan. So I was like sprouting my nuts and seeds, and eating, like nut butters. Mm-hmm. And then from there I went to algae oil and was doing shots and was taking like three plus grams of algae oil a day. So I just got loaded up with omega-3s and DHA. And so uh, niacinamide and vitamin E help to balance that. Whenever I see anyone with skin issues, Mm -hmm. um, chronic skin issues, which are really frustrating. Because people go carnivore and say their skin improves. But it's just like a Band-Aid. Like to get to the root, I think you have to get to the the PUFA problem. And the vitamin E takes care of that. Um, the niacinamide helps lower free fatty acids. Yeah, like you said, I know a lot of people that have skin issues or I at least maybe follow some and pay attention. Yeah, just like you said, it seems like they bounce from like carnivore to vegan to, I don't know, macrobiotic, back to car. They just kind of go in between three or four diets and then they kind of mm-hmm. make these assumptions that it's that and it's the... It's the because I've seen a girl improve her skin being carnivore, but I've also seen it, her improve it being vegan. And so mm-hmm. it's like, right because you know because you want to make the conclusion what is it and it's like you know i don't know maybe it's not that maybe it's some other issue or something else is happening there i think many people not all but but maybe most 
only want results, even if they're short term and they don't care whether they're short term or long term, mm -hmm. as long as their problem goes away soon, that's, that's then the, the means are worth it. <laughs> yeah. And for me, what I try to educate on is like, no, long term, you know, it's like this whole depletion of, of my thing of like PUFA and mm -hmm. um, iron. It's like you're, you're not going to do it in a day. It's like a long term thing. You'll see incremental improvements in your health. Yeah. Over the years, you know. you're you're living right. You're, it's it's a life game. Like you can't get so might as well treat it that way because there's no other way, right? Unless if you're planning on living for a year and then that's it. Like no, so uh, it's yeah. Like, that yeah. I used to teach kids in an after school program, like uh, uh, you know, kids that where their parents got divorced or whatever. And mm -hmm. I was like a PE teacher, mm -hmm. and the coach I worked with had all these like fun sayings. He would like tell the kids, mm -hmm. you'd always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> and that stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's, it's that's like with everything like that. That's why, that's why you shouldn't even be. I don't think it's even a good thing to be a, a fan of things. Oh, look, it cleared me up, or it did that, like that. And it's like, well, maybe it cleared you up, or maybe it took your pain from your knee to your hip, right? And it's like, so yeah, I'm all about taking it easy, not going too fast, um, paying attention. I think I just think so many people are just not paying attention to man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I think that's with supplements, especially, I feel like I'm kind of like a canary in the coal mine. Like most supplements I take, I feel. And mm. I know with a lot of people, they'll take like my supplements. They'll be like, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, well, you could stop it if you don't feel anything. You know, it's, I'm not forcing you to keep yeah. taking it. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of the thing with NAD. Like whenever I took NR or NAD, I never, ever felt it. But mm -hmm. with niacinamide, I mean, like I told you, I heat up. So I'm like, okay, obviously something's happening here. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that with like uh, Kyle Mamoudis, you know, on my, on my podcast before, where it's like caffeine, you feel it, right? Right, like you said, uh, absorbic acid or whatever, some zinc, I don't know. You don't really feel it, right? <laughs> sure, you could get it measured, I guess, but then I don't know, what are they measuring? How are they measuring? So right. listen, you brought up the big... The, the million dollar question, Matt, vitamin D, you know, you brought up supplements. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Everybody's hating on you for not being into vitamin D because so many people are. Because again, people, because obviously people have figured out their health issues and have figured out why they're sick. And it's simply because they haven't taken enough vitamin D from a thorn supplements. That's why. <laughs> so anyway, but you know, you've had, you've had a chat, you know, and we've talked about it with you before, but, um. You know, what are well, your thoughts on vitamin D currently? What are you thinking? Yeah, so uh, I connected with uh, Jim Stevenson Jr. on Facebook. He he runs the group um, or, is, or is participating largely in the group, uh, Psychosteroid Hormone D. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is largely influenced by a PhD um, named Trevor Marshall, which runs the uh, Autoimmunity Research Foundation. So he's really big into autoimmune disease and uh, getting to the root cause of it. And I guess he uses the substance called Benicar um, with which large, large success with uh, his patients. And he said it works by um, at, like activating VDR, like the vitamin D receptor. Hmm. And this is where the debate happens because mm. you know in the repeat or metabolic community which people would say i'm a part of you know yeah. I, I take what's good from my mentors and i, I leave yeah. what well, I, don't I feel like it's almost vitamin d is almost especially with the last year I, I almost feel like now it's kind of part of the mainstream 
healthcare right. community too. You know what I mean? It's right. not only a niche thing anymore, even though it's a thing that, you know, us that have been around the game for a long time, we've talked about it, you know, 15 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when you look at the fat soluble vitamins, which I'm fascinated with, um, you know, there's a lot of people focusing on retinol, either for good or bad, saying, mm-hmm. oh, you can get vitamin A toxicity or everyone's retinol deficient. You know, right. there's like two camps and and then there's E and K, which I think are largely deficient, and especially in sick people. Um, but D is is not a vitamin. It's a hormone. It's a secosteroid hormone and our body makes it. And um, and it's. It's funny because we're hyper focused on like two or three molecules. It's it's D3, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the vitamin D supplement, mm-hmm. and then they measure. They say you're low in 25D. That's the one they measure. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one that's less talked about. You'll rarely hear this, especially in the mainstream. Is is 125D. Mm-hmm. That's the third one. But we're only three molecules deep when there's much more. There's so many different D. I mean, we even we're familiar with D2. There's pre D3. There's L3 called lumisterol. There's so many things that your body can make. Whereas if you just take D3, you're forcing it a certain direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get uh, get it from light or from food, then your body can go whichever direction it wants mm-hmm. and make like supersterol, tachysterol, mm-hmm. uh, all uh, all these different compounds. Now, where could you um, get vitamin D from food? Dairy is an excellent source. Um, it's funny, Adam Bertram, he always says almost every show, just put your food in the sunlight and it'll make vitamin D, like any food. <laughs> like put your spaghetti in the sun and it'll make vitamin D. <laughs> well, so, I mean, hey, uh, there used to be an old Russian spiritual teacher whose name escapes me right now, but he used to put out he used to make salads and put them out in the sun. It was like a really popular thing. To this day, you probably, I'm sure there's some people that are still doing that. It was kind of, it's kind of our, I don't know, Deepak Chopra kind of guy, I guess. <laughs> so I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably something to, I mean, I could see that, especially with dairy and milk and cheese. You know, if you put that in the sun, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but also fish, fish is, is a good source of it. Um, you know, salmon, trout, Mm-hmm. whatever you like, halibut. Um, but, uh, you know, because people freak out being in a northern latitude, you know, anywhere away from the equator, they'll say, what if I don't have sun for the winter? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, do you know how long your liver can store vitamin D? And mm-hmm. the pro-vitamin D camp would be like, well, if you're sick, your requirements, you know, you burn through it faster. And all that. Right, right, right. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think the story's um, a little more complex than that. Like one thing that took me a while to get is that that st- like 25D is often called storage D and 125, the next conversion down is called active D. Mm-hmm. And in sick people, active D is really high. So it's it, it, even though it's active D, it's not like it's better. It, it's it's more complex than that. You, you can have um, like sick people could have low D3 and high active D, it's called 20, 125D. Mm-hmm. And usually those those people with high active D are dealing with a chronic infection like Epstein-Barr or Lyme or mold or whatever it is. And the solution is not to take more D3 because 
uh, one person in the vitamin D group was saying like the the active D is like the bread and mm-hmm. the D and the 25 D is like the flour. If you mm. take more flour and you already have too much bread, you're just going to keep making more bread and, you're, and the bread's going to fill up mm-hmm. different rooms of the house and it's just going to start overflowing. I thought that was an easy to understand analogy. So it's not like more the better. Um, you, everything's in reference. Everything's in ranges, right? Yeah. And you can't have something too high. Mm-hmm. And so people that are supplementing, especially insane levels of D3, even, I mean, Trevor Marshall says anything over even like 2000 IUs is too high. And yeah. here we have people recommending 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 yeah. 50, IUs yeah. a day. Especially in like the uh, naturopathic kind of places, you know, doctors, they recommend even more than that, dude. Um, yeah. But to be honest, have you have heard, talked to or heard anybody having like a real toxicity issue from supplementing too much vitamin D and then maybe stopping and feeling better? In the group, there's a lot of anecdotal stories of that. Of, mm-hmm. of uh, Like Stephanie Jansky, I think she's a, a prominent member in that group. She shared her <laughs> story mm-hmm. of stopping D and that was like the source of her issues. Mm. Um, I, I think after talking with like Georgie and Danny and, you know, they're very pro D like Ray. Yeah. Um, if someone's, if someone thinks they need it, and there might be like a placebo belief thing in, in play there with thinking it's necessary to supplement it, then I think topical, like even now foods makes a topical D3 cream. Yeah. And it has retinol palmitate, unfortunately, <laughs> it does have vitamin E with it, but it's D3 and it has like a thousand IUs mm-hmm. in a dose. I think topical is a lot safer than oral D3 if yeah. you think you need it. And there are some like sunscreens that I think use D3 mm-hmm. uh, that you could apply topically. But it's one of those things I just don't think it's necessary. I think we're designed to get through the winter without supplementing. You know, I, uh, whether you believe in evolution, I don't think we evolved with vitamin D supplements. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Either way, right. <laughs> yeah, grandma wasn't supplementing thorn supplements, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then as far as vitamin A, um, what are your thoughts on vitamin A? Because, you know, if we're talking about like store-bought milk, you know, that's not that's not whole. There's your vitamin D3 and vitamin A, right? They're both in there. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I think Kate Deering said this. Like if you if you need to – if you need high-quality milk, then you could buy like raw milk. Mm-hmm. And then you could skim it yourself or I think people should just drink milk whole. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think it's fine how it is. Um, but some people want low fat or skim the fat off. Um, try to get non-fortified. There, there is some research to show that retinol palmitate mm-hmm. increases uh, gut infections. Mm-hmm. Um, so it actually feed patho- pathogenic bacteria in the gut. Um, again, context. There's probably a place, you know, to use it. Yeah. But I think there's safer things to use. But you don't think we should be supplementing with extra vitamin A? I think it should all come from food. Um, mm-hmm. You know, butter is a good source of vitamin A if it's high quality butter, um, milk, uh, beef liver or, you know, mm-hmm. elk liver, deer liver, any, any liver really organ meats in general, good source of vitamin A. Um, yeah, that's one I would get from whole food. The only ones I think that I would supplement are really E and K. Yeah. Um, cause those are hard to get in large amounts and especially to offset how we've been living for, for decades. And it kind of makes sense. Like you said, yeah. Cause vitamin A is, 
pretty common everywhere, right? But vitamin K and E especially, it's like what what's it found in normal foods? Like what fortified oils, basically? <laughs> I mean, where's vitamin E found? Not nowhere, right? Yeah, wherever you have PUFAs. So, you know, when you eat your salmon, you're going to get your vitamin E. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to neutralize those PUFAs and help balance it, you know, yeah. and then your nuts and seeds, if you still eat those. Mm-hmm. Um, even in eggs, you know, there's some PUFA in eggs. There's vitamin E in eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then vitamin K, it's like only cheese. I mean, MK4, you're getting in pretty much all M- animal foods, but mm-hmm. MK7, metaquinone 7, that does everything MK4 does and more. It actually has like, so it's like liver and cheese. That's that's about it, right? right? Yeah. Right. And a lot of people are anti-liver. What are your <laughs> thoughts on um, uh, like liver pills and stuff? Do you do you fuck around with those? Yeah, I actually took some this morning. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty close to the real thing. You know, I mean, there's something obviously of the real thing. It's water rich. It's hydrated. There's something with the water. Mm-hmm. It works with the nutrients and it's fresher. Um, but I think freeze dried or desiccated either one, it does preserve a lot of the nutrients long term. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of people are doing their iron panels now and looking at like their copper, their ceruloplasmin, their transferrin, their ferritin, their iron saturation and seeing all their numbers in pr- like trend for the better with just taking liver pills, like Hmm. I wasn't raised eating liver and onions, you know. <laughs> Sadly. <I was> raised, <laughs> yeah, right. Have you done your I, um, iron uh, panel? Is it a full, full Monty, they call it, or whatever? Yeah? Only uh. once. Yeah, I'm overdue. Um, <clears throat> I wish I could just do it at home and send it in. I would do it like every three months if that's mm. the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's like an hour and a half away or so to, to, to do it. Um, and I've just been afraid. I don't want them to like inject me with anything, like strap me down and, oh, have you got your – have you got your test you gotta get your test you've you've been tested oh man that's a whole fucking jesus i really can't wait for this to be over though i don't know matt i don't know i don't know if we'll ever be out of it now i'm starting to believe it or not when this whole thing started i was like nah people are gonna get tired of that and no they're not tired of it yet (laughs) oh my god i don't know man starting yeah i'm not keeping track but i keep hearing like in different countries and even in the u.s they're like ramping it up again like yep. it, it starts going down then it ramps up, and <laughs> down, <laughs> it ramps up. Uh, i don't know Matt. i don't know dude starting to get a little scared maybe i'll be out there in idaho soon <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm looking to sell my my old house and so hopefully i'm not past i think people are still freaking out and wanting to to bail out of california so mm-hmm. to idaho. it's happening every day lots of people dude lots of people are going yeah. I don't know, man. And I mean, what about these people that moved from this house, though? Where do they go? Somewhere, somewhere even deeper into the woods, or what? That's a good question. Actually, I didn't find out. They, it's funny. They actually didn't need the money, so they like donated this to like museums or something. Wow. <laughs> what I think. Wow. You got some fucking money. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, yeah. What were you saying? But yeah, uh, most people up here are not very affluent. I think the people that are kind of live you know, off, off the main drag, you know, kind of in, in the woods. And, um, yeah, I feel really, really lucky to be out here cause we're just, we're disconnected, but connected, you know, we're disconnected from the wrong things. <laughs> we're connected to the right things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we don't watch the news, you know, um, lately we've been watching, uh, that series I shouldn't be alive. And, uh, 
there's this good one called Human Prey, like animal attacks. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like people attacked by a... Did you see the fucking guy that was running away from the uh, mountain lion? Did you see that one? He was recording it. Like the yeah. mountain lion was charging at him and like, he's like trying to walk like, away from him. He's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, it was putting its paws up really high in the air oh, and like sprinting out of you. Jesus. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most dangerous thing up there at, well, by you? What is it? What's up in Idaho? Oh, we... Oh, we're in Grizzly. Like, Grizzlies will eventually grizzly? come right up to the house, I think. Dude, they'll fucking yeah. eat your ass. <laughs> For those vegan people, like, they haven't been around bears. They should, I feel like all of them should take a vacation in, like, up there or, or in Yosemite. Siberia. Well, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, in Siberia, people die every year because of bears. Not It's not like a random thing. It's like, or like right. a rare. It's like every year there's, like, a few people that die because they got eaten by a fucking bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like watching those shows. I mean, one, they're entertaining and, you know, get the adrenaline going. <laughs> it's fun to hear the stories of different, even like alligator attacks and like Florida is like a golf courses and stuff. But mm. the grizzly attacks are fascinating to me because um, it, they're pretty like most of the accounts, people will say like they felt the bear like bite their head and they hear like a crunch of their skull going in and they still make it and they're like normal <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, usually they like I think poke the eye of the bear you know oh, and that man. usually but they're pretty vicious like <laughs> if they want to take you out they'll just keep going it's hard and they're fast and it's not like that uh what was that revenant when like yeah. the bear kind of like he attacks him but it's a kind of like a slow run no dude they're fast as fuck <laughs> they're fast as fuck like if they want to get to you they're getting to you oh no i was thinking about a different movie the edge you ever seen that movie with uh, anthony hopkins and um alec baldwin called it's the like, edge yeah the uh, it's not that good of a movie but okay. it's just if there's a bear attack there it's like it's i don't know maybe 20 30 years old but yeah the bears like kind of like running after him and like anthony hopkins this old man is like running away from it it's like dude do you know what a real bear would do you know this is like like i said it's pretty old so maybe these days I, they wouldn't be that dumb to make that movie <laughs> i think they could run like 30 35 miles an hour dude, it's like they're fast i mean it's not for long you could probably yeah. outrun them if you can somehow outrun them but if they want to get to you <laughs> yeah one good trick is with like moose like we have a lot of moose around here and they could be more aggressive than bears and they just trample you and you, if anyone ever encounters a moose if they remember this from this episode you can juke out a moose with a big tree because hmm. they can't they're not quick to go around trees so if you ever encounter a moose close range and they're charging you find a big tree and kind of juke it out well, they're massive um, and scary Ooh, the fucking noises they make and shit <laughs> dude scary things. yeah we we have everything around here. We have uh, cougars, um, uh, grizzlies. We have black bears, um, uh, deer, which even they could be aggressive. So, yeah, whenever we go out in the forest, we're always packing. And I'm still yeah. looking for. You got to be checking in with each other, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't go alone without wifey out there, man. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I really like uh, shotguns. They're fun. I just need to get a sling for a sling for mine to, mm -hmm. to carry it around my, mm -hmm. my body. But uh, you ever see that movie? Here's a good documentary you might enjoy. Um, it's called Happy People by uh, Werner Herzog. You ever see that one? We act, we watched that because of your recommendation. Oh, yeah, you that did? was. Oh, you good. didn't like yeah. it that much. I guess it wasn't that good. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. It was yeah. All right. any, any... <laughs> you didn't like it. Just admit. <laughs> Okay, I like, okay. I like animal attacks better. No, <laughs> well, yeah, you need something a little more intense. That one it was like relaxing, right? Like out there, like fishing. But there's that story that he tells about um, 
his dog getting eaten, and then the, and then the bear eats the dog, and then runs for him, and he like, you know, point blank, bam, shoots him. <sighs> yeah, Damn, bears are scary. There's, it's a funny show called to uh, animal animal heroes where they talk mm, about like cats and dogs saving saving people from like animal attacks or like That's fire cool. breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> That's but cool. yeah, I, th- I think it's good to, I've been trying to take breaks since moving, just for the stress of moving. It's just good to kind of unwind, watch a movie, watch something that's not related to health. I Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Cause you can get, no oh, man, I'm with you, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. You know, a little bit of like, oh, like uh, people, cause I mean, if you think about the whole health sphere, right, it's all diet related, right? right. It's all diet. You go to any, you go to whatever carnivores accounts talking about carnivore stuff vegan accounts talking about vegan stuff and they're not really talking about anything else you know besides the food that they're putting in their mouth and it's like yeah i mean you know it's important but yeah. life is really uh complex and there's a lot of things happening but i wanted yeah. to ask you uh, a couple of questions that were sent in you know we talked about vitamin a and d that was a big one because you're hated on for that one for sure <laughs> 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 but i think we made it clear um Another question would be like uh, a question about men endocrine health. I think he's trying to ask you. Uh, I think he's trying to ask you is Matt, how do you get these nuts to be working again? You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I made a because uh, I put out four private videos a month on my YouTube, like Mito Life Academy. It's like a YouTube subscription. I think it's pretty affordable. It's like from ten to twenty five bucks a month. And, cool. Um. I make like a video on sugared milk or beekeeping and different things, in-depth videos. And I uh, created a video last year called the grow pair protocol. Just on mm. a whim, I made this new <laughs> protocol and uh, with dosing different things and kind of the supplements that I would take and the dosages I would take. I still need to make that into a blog post, but I would go back and look at that video. I think it was like an intermediate one. Um, Elk velvet antler is on that list. I think that's an amazing supplement. You know, deer antler uh, has been trending for years. People, you know, do the tinctures, and those are really expensive. Vitalis, Daniel Vitalis, he's bit, he was always big on them, uh, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still sells it or anything, but um, he was pretty. I remember him being one of he, the guys, the OGs. He does still, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like different. There's like platinum, silver, and gold. I think the gold <laughs> one's like. 300 400 bucks a bottle and it gets really crazy um <laughs> what's the difference though what do you mean so you're saying you're selling me a shadier version of it like what do you mean you can't do that you gotta have the oh that's fucked up <laughs> yeah i think it's like more concentrated i i i really feel the powdered one so hmm. there i only know of one good company called vigor up in canada they source from like it's up in saskatchewan but he sources from different elk farms and he just powders in the velvet stage the antler and it's just powdered antler and capsules. Hmm. I'll usually take four at a time. You know, they say one capsule is a serving size. So it's like 1,400 milligrams, I think, okay. 1,600, something like that. And, um, yeah, it's a source of copper. It's a source of minerals, collagen, you know, joint support. But I think the minerals are really what you need for endocrine support, whether you're a male or a female. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really like that one. Um, uh Pine pollen is amazing. You could try the powder and some people say it doesn't work like the stomach acid denatures it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time I've taken a tablespoon of the powder, just don't breathe because you'll choke and <laughs> <laughs> it's really not a pleasant experience because it's mm-hmm. just really powdery. 
So put a very carefully mixed water or mix your saliva. I put it in pancakes. Sometimes I take it straight or I'll do the pine pollen tincture and just hold it in my mouth for like 90 seconds, swish mm. it around. And uh, that might be better absorbed. Um, those are some good ones. Uh, aromatase inhibitors, like I mentioned earlier, nettle root, even uh, vitamin E helps countering estrogen, okay. uh, helping with that. Uh, you know, sunlight on the balls is a big trending thing right now. Like with carnivores, <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, eat liver, sun your balls, sun your balls. You know, eat, eat steak. You eat know, steak. it's like that's a prescription. That's <laughs> how you be a man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny though, because like the shittiest I've ever felt was like when I was like zero carb and just eating meat and just and organs. It's just you feel good for those few days that you still have some glycogen running around, but then oh boy, right. <laughs> And like the best I feel is like when I eat like, you know, lots of carbs and ice cream and stuff like that. And then some meat, of course, but it's funny, yeah. right? That it became a thing like that. <laughs> yeah. So whether it's some, I mean, nude sunbathing is, a, is real. I mean, I've done it. Um, I think red light's a little more convenient because you don't get arrested if you're in a city and <laughs> do it after your shower, you know, it's just, I mean, the dose is really small, like five to 10 minutes yeah. is all, you know, once or twice a day. So it's really easy to do after your shower or whatever. Okay. I throw on a podcast when I do it after I shower and, you know, five or 10 minutes, just cool. stand there and do neck stretches or whatever. And, um, yeah, I think that's, those are some tips there. Um, maybe cigars. I mean, tobacco is a really great aromatase inhibitor and I think hormonal. Cool. Very cool. Help. Yeah. I uh, got another one for you. Interesting. Um, why do some people get lipofuscin and others don't that are on similar-ish diets? What do you think about that? I think the variance in ultraviolet light exposure. Mm. So, um, you know, some people, like where I used to live in North County, San Diego, it was like an Asian community there, and they would walk around with umbrellas mm -hmm. you know, to protect against the sun. An Asian culture that's like they're like really yeah aware of. I see that here. I live by like a little kind of Japanese area. I see that every day here. It's funny, mm -hmm. right? They're like <laughs> they're not pro sun, right? They're hiding <laughs> under it outside. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think that's a little extreme, but I think you can get too much, and it's just finding that sweet spot. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think to answer that question, some people uh, just never get sun, and if you if you're full of pufas and you're eating lots of polyunsaturated fatty acids yeah. and you're, they're staying indoors, then they're pretty protected. Um, although blue light from like indoor lighting, like everyone uses mm -hmm. at their workplace or their office or their home, that will actually have an effect. And even if those people that you can't see lipofuscin on their skin, they could still have it internally. And so everyone always asks me like, what's the test to measure it? Uh -huh. Um, there is one, uh, I mean, if I ever find one that's affordable and reliable, I'll share it. But so far, it's one of those things where you just take off your clothes and you could see it. Mm -hmm. And usually you don't have to take off your clothes because it's on the forehead, the forearms, the hands. Yeah. You know, it's the places that are exposed to, to light. Yeah. And like you said, throughout the podcast, it's kind of also like probably where they're at, what's their makeup, right? Just having a different skin. Maybe like you said, maybe they have the same amount, but it's just their skin is a different type or whatever. Well, even Emma on the recent show on my podcast, she had a good point. She said that uh, the your mother can hand down estrogen dominance to you, <laughs> which I never like even thought of because, you know, we inherit our mitochondrial DNA from our mother and yeah. 
you know, depending on her mineral status, that's the foundation that we get and where we're operating from. And so there's a huge estrogen component to lipofuscin. And mm-hmm. I think some people are born with excess estrogen and, yep. and right out the gate that predisposes them. It starts to out earlier. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of it's the birth control pills because that's a huge source of iron and, and estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a, that's, that's the real pandemic. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Oh man, especially in these big cities, it's like you can't find anybody that's not on them. Seriously. Yeah, oh, and it. Yeah, if you heard it, even changes like the pheromones and sexual attraction and stuff. Oh it, yeah, oh yeah, the stuff. wet t-shirt studies. Yeah, old school <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. You you know yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, I mean, you don't really. Do you really? I'm almost like sometimes I'm almost like. Do you really need a study? Do you really want me to show you a study? Like, does it? Like how many women, I know plenty of women that are now married, maybe maybe even have kids now, but that said that they were on birth control for years and then they couldn't get pregnant for about five years until their body finally cleared that shit out, right? It's just every day you hear that. So like how many, right. do you really need to see a PubMed study? Like it's just out there. Just talk to people. I mean, the stuff that yeah. they're going through. Sometimes just people don't connect it obviously, right? But Plenty of women I know have had infertility problems. Plenty of women have had um, period problems, all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah, I think mainstream people or even mainstream natural health people kind of discount anecdotes because they'll say, you'll listen to your anecdotal story and they'll say, well, I've also heard this one, which is the opposite of what you just told me. So Mm -hmm. they kind of cancel each other out is their kind of conclusion. I'm like, oh. I don't know if it's like that, man. I'm not. I'm not saying their other story is bullshit, right? Like, yeah. I'm not saying you can get away with it. I, I, I do tend to think that it was probably like a. Hey, maybe their parents were fucking have tremendous health, right? Maybe, maybe it's like those guys that I know that um, you know don't lift weights or lift some weights here and there and eat McDonald's and have giant fucking puffy muscles. It's a real thing. You know, I've talked to me, I, 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 you know, I know many people in my field that know those people. That's a real thing, but they have that because their, their dad was a quarterback for the fucking 49ers and whatever, you know? So it's like, it's already built into them. Like you said, they're right out of the gate. Boom. They got the, they're predisposed to being perfect, you know, or whatever in, in some sort of direction. And same thing with the, you know, estrogen stuff. I think some, like you said, some women maybe just come out there right away, have estrogen dominance and it just it gets worse from there. I think even, yeah, how we're born, um, years ago, I saw like a, the, the business of being born, I think documentary mm-hmm. talking about like hospital births and, uh, old I think, school, right? Yeah. I'm trying, I think I sort of remember that. It was mm-hmm. like a Netflix, evil Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pedos. And, and yeah, I think, uh, there's something to that. Like even from like, I think home births in like the pool, you know, uh, is the way to go. And with a with the doula and the whole thing, because I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have the artificial light beating down. You don't have to, like the lab coats and like, oh, dude, I mean, it's like the most stressful environment <laughs> ever. Right. It's like fucking crazy. Right. Well, you know what they do is that's why they get you high, dude. I think that's part yeah. of the reason that it's just, you know, because you're so high, you just stop paying attention to that stuff because, you know, there are not so many drugs, but. Yeah, you know, the epidural, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're they're high as fuck, so it's like whatever. But still, it's just like the most stressful environment ever, right? And that's where you're born. Uh, yeah, it freaks me out that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Uh, I I want to have children someday. Um, I don't know, I don't know when, but someday we want to have kids, and um, I think that's one of the most exciting parts about it to me. I mean, 
I know there's going to be sleepless nights and it's like another job and it's really stressful and it's costly and all this stuff. But I think it's, it's worth it to create like a superhuman because coming from the teaching industry for four years plus, I just saw the handicapped nature of children, you know, and I was working with ages eight to 18 and they were all handicapped. And I was like, wow, they're like mental issues, emotional issues, psychological, yeah. and they're just out the gate, they're handicapped. And then they're drinking crappy water and yep. breathing crappy air, eating crappy food. And they just have no chance. And yeah. so and, just as, to, and teenagers are starting to smoke weed because they have anxiety <laughs> and they're depressed as teenagers. Right. It's like it's supposed to be a thing that happens later in life. Right. That's like, OK, <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, because I, I work with some kids, too, and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we we need to have more of a movement of of healthy adults that want to create like really healthy humans. And uh, uh, I don't know if I said on your podcast or another one, but I've only met like a handful, like less than five kids that were like, whoa, this kid's bright. Mm -hmm. They're aware their brain's functioning. Like, I don't think it's just reducing gmos and drinking filtered water like there's a lot more going on here yeah. you know with this kid yeah. <laughs> like, well like you said but hey dude most people are fucking too busy right they got yeah. that work they got gotta drive through traffic they gotta pay insurance they gotta do that and then it's like one hour of day a day playtime i see you for one hour a day like even just moral right ethics like what can you instill in your kid that you see him for one hour a day and then you spend, you go to some shitty zoo on the weekend, right? Or whatever. <laughs> and then like, you know, and you're tired because you've been working all week. And like, I get it. Like there's no other option, right? But <laughs> yeah, I mean the city life raise, I mean, I also want to have kids one day, like you said, not ready yet, but one day. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I mean, I could not imagine having a kid in a, in a city. I mean, it yeah. sounds like the worst environment for a child yeah. for, 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 for a human, right. To just raise a person. It's just like, why would you ever want to raise a person here? Like it sounds fucking crazy. You know, it's going to make them crazy. Yeah. I was very fortunate where, um, I like half of my childhood memories are in my backyard and we had like a two level backyard. We had like an above ground pool and set up yeah. a badminton net and we had like uh, super soaker fights in the neighborhood and yeah. we had like lemon fights where we'd pick lemons and chuck them as hard as we could at each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you grew up on a farm, right? But that's still, that's like a way better environment than like, oh, we live on the 53rd floor of a story building right in the middle of Manhattan. And they're like, oh my God, that sounds awful, right? You can't go outside. Oh, we order Uber Eats every day. Pizza is for dinner, right? Like that's terrible, dude. It sounds horrible. Yeah, outdoors is like on the little patio deck thing. I used to see that <laughs> yeah. in people's apartments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's all these, and then like they take their like trips to the uh, to the nature like once or twice a year, right? That's what I'm. That's what I also like. Oh, it's like bothers me. Yeah, when people go into these like when people are like, oh, I love hiking, and like they go to like some you know silly hike in the middle of the city, and it's like. <laughs> Bitch, that's not hiking. That's just like, you know, you're just going up a hill, you know. It's like we're I'm talking about yeah. like let's go camping out in the woods in the middle of nowhere, you know. That's a different thing. Uh, <laughs> it's a one, different experience. <laughs> one of my my friends, uh, Robert Kassar in, in on the big island of Hawaii, he he makes hilarious videos and we have our disagreements, but he's really fun yeah. to listen to. How's he doing, man? I used to follow him when I was vegan also. He used to have those crazy still, abs, right? Yeah. He's really into gematria now. He's like, it's all about numbers and everything's 33, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Bill Gates is 33. And, yeah. Isn't that that movie with Jim Carrey? Have you seen that one? What, everything is yeah. three? Is it the same one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the man. whole idea is like, 
there's like calculators where you can put in words uh-huh. and it translates it to numbers. And supposedly the whole English language, he said like humanities 33. And it's like, he, basically the idea is that English is like a slave language and that like <laughs> our words are like coded with numbers that keep us in a prison energetic. There's some, I don't know how far it goes, but I'm sure it goes deeper than that too, man. <laughs> That's interesting, man. All right. So but he's not vegan but, anymore though, right? He's not. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot. Why did I bring him up? Uh, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, yeah. He was saying the city is like Satan's playground. And I was like, that's a good way to put it. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Hawaii would be a great spot. Although Hawaii has its minuses too, because it's such yeah. a, you know, they're trying to make it more of a, you know, urban environment kind of thing. But yeah. And def- there's all the tribal spiritual namasteers over there. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's that entire. Yeah. That's like all of Maui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, brother. All uh, the fruitarians. All the fruitarians. That's really big. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one that changed her eyes? Is, still, is she still out there? Do you know what I'm talking about? The one that's like raw vegan Christina, I think. Is it Christina? Oh. She like yeah. she said her eyes changed when she was she went on the vegan fully diet. Fully raw Christina. Yeah. Oh, fully raw Christina. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a year or two ago when I saw her do a Mastercard sponsored ad. I was like, okay, that's oh, no. that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, she made go. a lot of money that chick. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's something to fruit. I mean, I I uh, I think that's like the biggest downside to being up here is like. We only have berries, and yeah. unless we grow fruit in a greenhouse, then we have to get it from Mexico. So yeah. that's something that, you know, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Hawaii, Let's Mexico. go. Let me know when. <laughs> I'll be there, bro. Let me know when. Costa Rica, I heard, is pretty awesome. Costa Rica. But it does attract the fruitarians. But I'm okay. I mean, if they're okay with me eating some steak around them every once in a while, like, I'm okay to hang out with them. You know, I don't mind. There was, an, there was another... Um, what was that guy? He had like they had like seven children. He was like this German guy, blonde. Oh yeah, Sundance. Yeah, uh, Sundance. Uh, something like Dance, yeah, Sundance. Uh, that's a, or yeah. Sundance. I think it's <laughs> the Sundance family. But his name was like this is. He would always say, "This is your something something." Ka. 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 Yeah, was that yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Ka Sundance. <laughs> I love it that we both know that shit. <laughs> I whatever happened to him? I haven't looked at his stuff in a long time. I think time. he's Austrian. I I, I have I'm some so Austrian. Sorry. In the, uh... I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but he's a German speaker for sure. Like That's some right. some sort of German. <clears throat> I remember. Yeah, that. they they were out there for a long time. They had like their own homestead there going on. He's one of those guys that made bank from YouTube, like the ads and stuff. Like I think if you got into the niche mm-hmm. of raw foods, mm-hmm. you know, like the Matt Monarch, the Ka, mm-hmm. the Durian Rider, like they made they like thousands and thousands maybe yeah. millions i don't know on youtube ads and, the right and, time at the right place kind of you know yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's funny how a lot of them now are like changing their diet significantly i don't know how durian rider's doing but i know matt monarch's like he was eating like cream of wheat and mm-hmm. some interesting things mm-hmm. <laughs> no durian is this, i mean you can tell by his personality i mean he got vegan tattooed on his arms you know so that's like <laughs> That ain't changing, dude. He, he Light or die. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> literally. He's like Moby. You ever see Moby's tattoos? Unfuck. You ever see those? Oh my God, that guy. He has like go vegan on his neck and on his whole arms for the animals. Oh man, this guy. I don't know. God bless him. God bless him. I wish him nothing but health. <laughs> I mean, I love a yeah. lot of his music, so, you know, so. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish it was possible. I wish it was for years and, and maybe, you know, in another dimension or something, but just in this one, it's like life eats life and that's just a part of it. And, um, <sighs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man, you know, cause I'm with you on that, dude. Honestly, I really am. It's not that I'm making fun of it. Cause you and I have both tried being vegan and vegetarian. I mean, I was vegetarian for a year and then I felt, went full vegan and then I really felt like shit. And then that got me to switch back kind of, but I don't know, man. I mean, Look, because I do have like my only uncle, he's a, he's a butcher in Ukraine, all right? That's what he does. He has his own shop and everything. And he's getting older, and every time I chat with him, you know, he's like, ah, oh, man, every time I'm, I'm getting older every year, it's, I, it's hard to look a bull in the eyes and then hit him in the head and kill him and eat him. And I get him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. You know, it's like, because I get you. I know he's not. He's not coming from it from a fruitarian, let's make YouTube kind of money, but he's just thinking about it, you know, like yeah. there is something spiritually, I don't know, I don't want to say wrong, but I don't know, you know, just spiritually a little hurtful, I guess, to, to be doing that. Yeah, I, I recently saw one of the Ogenous people, it's fun, to, uh, Svinge or something, because he's really fun to, funny to watch these <laughs> YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, that guy. There's a guy called like Milk Jar was his like handle and he was they were like on this guy's chicken farm and on film they like slaughtered a chicken and then he was like collecting the blood in a syringe like in a jar and he drank the blood like mm -hmm. straight from the chicken as it was draining out and like is that like where we're coming to <laughs> is that well yeah that's the thing it's got to be extreme right it can't be one way or the other yeah i don't know dude those guys are obviously they lost their fucking minds too <laughs> They're the same. They're on that same level. It's just a different, just a different side, right? Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, and I've said it over and over. I almost say it every one of my little YouTube lives, and uh, uh, the CO two, carbon dioxide, euthanasia. This was implanted to me by one of my former mentors after the cigar. Mm -hmm. He's like, "How would you like it if I put a?" This was outside of the cigar shop when we were talking by his car. He's like, "How would you like it if I slit your throat or put a bolt through your head?" He's like a-hole you know it's a, and i'm like that stuck with me because i'm like wow like what this is like 2020 like like what like we're still doing like the knife or the yeah. gun or the bolt it's like we haven't found anything better and it turns out we have it's called dry ice or co2 or carbon dioxide and it's hmm. the best way to put down an animal and just somewhat sealed chamber you know just un un uh, unregulated co2 injection into the into the atmosphere in there, mm -hmm. is fall asleep. The nervous system turns off and they die. And it doesn't affect the meat, like you know. The mm. everyone's freaked out about. Yeah. I think there, even if it's not that way, there are better ways. There has to be. And it's like, why aren't we doing it? It's like it's just a macho thing. It's an efficiency thing. It's part, a factory part, farm. Yeah, yeah. Part, yeah, and part, yeah, yeah. I think it's all those things, like you said. Definitely yeah. the macho thing is just like, yeah, it's so fucking annoying to watch these dudes, like you said, like the carnivore dudes that are just like, eat steak, sun your balls. I mean, God, it's just like you're, they're so far behind. It's just like, all right, all right, cool, cool. Have What's funny fun. is they're on, they're on the Whole Foods kind of thing, right? It's like they're saying that and they don't they don't have a homestead. They're not trying to start a family. They're not actually doing it. They're just talking about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they go to Irwan or Whole Foods to buy their steaks and they've never – and that's what I – you know, that's why I brought up my uncle. I was like, none of these guys – these guys would, you know, they'd pussy out to fucking hit a and hit a bull in the head with a giant hammer. I mean, dude, I mean it's it's rough. I mean, you're taking yeah. its life, and it's not pretty to look at, really. 
And a lot of these dudes, they just buy these fancy steaks, eat steaks on your balls, but like, you know, they would never do it themselves or maybe they would, but you know, I don't think it would be as easy as they think it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's harder to like raise an animal. Like we have goats and we're not planning on eating them. Like you get meat goats, but I think it's kind of weird. Like I think we just like dairy goats and just building the herd. Connection, right? You're making (laughs) a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you raise a cow, you know, 10 years or I don't know how long before they slaughter it, that you have a connection with that animal. So I'd imagine it'd be harder, but with like, we have tons of deer out here Mm -hmm. and I've had some and it's delicious. And Mm -hmm. if you get the right shot, like with your 308 rifle or with your high powered rifle, if you hit the right spot, it's an instant drop. Like they don't even take one step. It's just boom, they're down. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the most, cause they don't even see what's coming. Yeah. It's, and it's, they're also in their natural wild environment. Right. right. And they don't give a fuck about you and you don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But definitely when you have a cow, I mean, my, my grand, my grandparents had, you know, chickens and, and the cow and yeah, it becomes a pet. Right. And then yeah. to kill your own pet is fucking rough, man. You know? And so only only those Sverigay type of dudes can fucking just, oh, whatever, drink the blood. Like, oh, stop it. <laughs> I, th- I just think it's a very low consciousness kind of level. You know, I don't think I don't think they've worked up the way. Maybe they will eventually, you know, but. Well, I think it's like an extreme. It's like just going to the extreme, right? It's like, uh, you know, seeing the whole Czech tribal polyamory thing and then just going orthodox christian and like i'm not even going to be in the room alone with a woman or on you know it's like it's like going like no fap yeah 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 yeah. Uh Yeah. every every live is funny get asked about semen retention is that healthy and i'm always like no (laughs) not healthy it's not natural what do you think yeah it's just like oh god oh man (laughs) that was a good chat (laughs) well we'll end it on no fap huh (laughs) it's always fun leo yeah i like how we cover a lot of ground and um yeah it's it's always a good time so what have you been working on what you got coming out you got anything coming out on your site you got any products coming what you've been doing yeah yeah um i'm always formulating new products and uh What's what's different with me is it's not for like, oh, what can I what's trending? What can I make the more most profit off of, which is what a lot of supplement makers are doing. They're just trying to grow their line because the more products you have in a product line, the more your average order. So the more money you make, Mm -hmm. Um, that's not where and we have a team of like five. Like it's a really small team with my life. So it's really nice. And we all talk with each other on the phone often and stuff. And um, uh magnesium is something that I've been talking about for, I don't know, seven, eight years. I have like old YouTube videos that you can find and me in an RV on the fold up bed talking about magnesium. And that's actually how I got out of the dispensary is I started making magnesium bicarbonate in my RV and, uh, magnesium oil spray. And I was selling these online just yeah. like kind of under the table through PayPal without barely a website kind of thing. And I started making enough money where I could quit the dispensary and doing that. And then that led me to starting Mito Life and selling, unfortunately, DHA. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then that fell through and got caught up with the wrong crowd, had a nice business lesson, had a lawsuit, and then restarted Mito Life better than ever and with a better perspective and a more grounded perspective and uh, with more guidance, kind of just with context and stuff. So. All that said, <laughs> each good. product has a purpose and they all kind of fit with that CLF protocol. At least that's the goal. 
-hmm. that it all helps with those three things, calcification, lipofuscin, and fibrosis. And uh, magnesium, uh, people struggle with like making the magnesium bicarbonate. They're just lazy. And, and even For sure. taking magnesium baths, that's a process. It's you know, you have to. Yeah. So pills are really convenient. And, you know, you can get to a place where you're taking fistfuls of pills a day. And um, I, I tell people kind of tune in. You know, if you're underslept, like if I'm underslept, mm -hmm. I like double or triple my magnesium intake. And that like brain fatigued feeling where like, you know, you need a nap and that's all that'll fix it until you get to that nap. Mm -hmm. Magnesium really gets you through like for parents that can't sleep or just, you know, we're all nights where we can't sleep. Magnesium is such a brain relaxant. And so I'm working on a magnesium complex pill where very cool. Um, it's like bisglycinate, malate and taurate. So they're all a amino acids of all the chelate forms. OK, I think those are the best. Yeah, uh, okay. if we're talking about powdered forms. And then I'm also working on a niacinamide lozenge. So there you go. Just we trying to diversify from pills. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, awesome. And I already tried samples. So it's just, and it's sucrose because all the BS pills are the tablets and lozenges. It's all like monk fruit and stevia. <laughs> and my formulator that's helping me make this, they're like, are you sure you want to use like sucrose? I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's what I have. <laughs> I don't want any other sugar source, you know. Just give us the regular stuff, Matt. I right. like it. <laughs> and people can find that stuff on mitolife.co. Mitolife.co. Yeah, and that should be within the next month. And then I'm actually working on coming out with uh, grounding sheets. Just very basic. There's nothing special. Like for you know, sleeping? You get... for, for the bed? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very cool, man. All right. Yeah. I, I started doing that like 10 years ago when I was living with my parents and it Finally changed my life. It, eh? Yeah, that's awesome. Lot, <laughs> and I've done the Magnetico, you know, thousands of dollars. Mag and I think that could be beneficial for people with severe mercury toxicity and aluminum mm -hmm. to sleep on magnets, but you can overdo it. So I'd recommend if you're sleeping on a Magnetico, you know, two or three years max, I started to get fatigued and I went back to grounding, hmm. uh, especially being out of the city. And my sleep really improved. My HRV, everything improved. Um, so, yeah, sleeping grounded is a huge. You know, there's a lot of context there, though, because if you're yes, and we've talked about it with you on my last podcast, I remember. But yeah, right. man, awesome, brother. Yeah. And um, I'll link all yeah. that stuff up, and um, I'll link uh, your Insta. Your uh, you're not on Twitter, are you? You're not a Twitter guy. No, yeah, I don't support a. Was it Jack Dorsey? Or... <laughs> you want to get a nose ring? What do you mean, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I I have one, but it's a it's a fucking dead space. I don't know. It's just like people who want to argue go on there. So uh, I try to. My dad's on there. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> maybe you're not much arguing. It's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, right? It's true. <laughs> It seems like more of a political thing, like you oh, yeah. know, Trump oh, yeah. people arguing. Oh, God. oh <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Let's not even bring it up. Well, awesome, brother. Thank you. I take it up so much of your time. Thank you so much, bro. It's been a pleasure. It's always a good time. And uh, Thanks, I'll, I'll link everything up, my man. It's always fun. Thanks so much. Things you own end up owning you.